3: It is the Riot Podcast. Good day, Isaiah. Hello. Joining me, Hudson, as Nikki has just one day off this week. She'll be back tomorrow.
4: Yes. Um, to fill everyone's hearts with great joy for after mm-hmm. her little uh, her little road trip.
3: Yeah. Maybe she can tell us all about
4: Pennsylvania. Tomorrow we can just talk about Pennsylvania the whole show. Yeah. Oh, Pennsylvania it deserves its own show. I know. It's big Pennsylvania day tomorrow. Yeah. So, But today
3: day we had uh what what, what did we have a lot of christmas talk a lot of christmas talk
4: early on uh, which we kind of jumped the gun on I, yeah. one of us thought and uh which was me
3: <laughs> I don't think we're jumping the gun on christmas talk I, I do think we don't we don't want to overdo it
4: yeah i think uh i like christmas talk i like talking about christmas mm-hmm. i'm not a celebrator i'm not uh-huh. ready to get re- things rolling until uh post thanksgiving yeah but i do like christmas talk because I think it's fun. Yeah. Christmas well, is a fun time.
3: We just have to watch because with now granted, Christmas is much better than Halloween. Yes. Almost everyone would say so. But with Halloween, I don't know when we started talking about it. It wasn't it that it felt like
4: we did it a lot though. It we
3: did, and that's what I'm saying. If if we've got two months still to go, don't to And we Christmas. know,
4: you know, when we get close to Christmas, yep. it's gonna be like Everything we talk talk.
3: about for the last week before Christmas, if not earlier than that, is going to be Christmas related. So we can't
4: like ruin it now by talking about it a lot in November Mm -hmm. because we're going to talk about it so much in December that if we talk about it now and in December, everyone's going to be like, yeah, we get it, Christmas, it's here.
3: And we're just going to be tired. we're going to have exhausted all of our Christmas topics. Yeah, exactly. So that said... We got started talking about Christmas today.
4: So yeah, we started today. But it's not our fault.
3: The studio is decorated. All yeah, right. yeah, they, the, the studio is decorated. Um, uh, what else? What else did we get to?
4: Uh, we talked about that. We also talked about today is the first day of No Shave November. That's right. And, and here we yeah, are. I I have not shaved. Yep. <laughs> So far, we're so good, right? Yeah, we, uh, we went over the topic of if I should do mustache, if I should do beard, will I last longer than five days, um, a couple different things, and then we talked about if maybe Hudson should mix it up. Yeah. What if we just, I think you should do mustache. Have you, you considered think? just mustache?
3: Uh, well, I, like I told you, I've done the horseshoe style. Yes. I've never done just the upper lip. Oh man. And I don't think that would fit me very well. You don't think so? I would look a lot like Joe Dirt. Yeah. Which nobody n- nobody aspires to look like Joe Dirt. I don't yes. think no, I don't think so either. So I'm gonna not do that one. Yeah. And the reason I, I didn't get to this in the in our discussion during the show, yeah. but uh part of the reason the horseshoe mustache didn't last, not just because it was too much work, also because my wife wasn't a hu- as huge a a fan. You didn't love that? <laughs> yeah, she always wants me to go shorter, like short. Oh yeah, see if it, shave it all off, and I I've done it a time or two. She
4: wants you to be completely clean, yeah. or just like trimmed.
3: No, just completely clean. Oh okay. And uh, I've I've tried to explain, and I've done it a time or two to show her, like, look, this isn't what you what you're hoping for. <laughs> and uh, still, she'll ask about it every once in a while.
4: Say, like, why don't you shave it off? You're like, yeah. every time I shave it off, we both agree we're like this isn't the look. But every time yeah. you have this mysterious thing, like, what's under there? Yeah, like, we. Know what's under there I'm, we don't like it I wonder if if I had shorter hair and I was mm, clean shaven it's if you cheap. really cleaned it up yeah That, but I don't know if I can live that way just, I don't know if I can maintain The upkeep. That. Yeah. Because you're right now, you're just long hair. You don't get haircuts. Mm. You you probably shape up the beard every now and then, yep. don't you?
3: Yes, just a, a time or two a week.
4: Yeah, you make that's sure that's in line. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I shave every morning, and I think I'm leaning a heavy mustache. I'm yeah. definitely going to do the mustache for at least a day. At least a day. Yeah, but I'm gonna have do, to see it. I'm going to do beard for probably four days. I'm probably going to do mustache on Friday. If I make it to if next Monday, I have facial hair, everybody should be shocked. There'd be great odds on that. Yeah. I mean, if I make it to next Monday... This would be pretty shocking. That'd be a long time for me. It's not so shave. So for you,
3: it's not no shave November. It's
4: shave less November. Yeah, shave less. <laughs> it's like, can we last a week? Who knows? We'll see. Um, when we talk about that. We also talk about uh, the topic of glasses. Uh-huh. And if we think a particular, I guess it would be a fish, yes. uh, needs them. I also didn't really talk about this in in the show, but I am one of my big fears is eyes. Really? Like I, I, I can do eye drops now. Uh-huh. I didn't used to be able to do eye drops. I can't do contacts. Uh Freaks me out, and uh, yeah, I've never touched my own eye. Uh I'm very, very eye stuff. Freaks me out. Even just talking about it. So do you need glasses, and you don't wear them, or what? I I think I probably do need glasses, but there's, there's no way. You, I don't know. I can't do contacts. I would have to do glasses. glasses. You need to do contacts. I'll tell you what.
3: I have a fear of eye stuff myself, but you know what? I also fear. Not, not being, being able, able to see. To
4: see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, you know, by this point, you know, I'm past. It. I know at some point I will probably get glasses. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you this: there will not be a day in my life where I wear contacts. Zero percent Come chance. On. Zero percent. You look. You look so much better without glasses. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just going to commit. stay how you are. I will just have to commit to the glasses, and at some point when I need them, make it I need part them. of your look. It'll have to be because there's I'm no may, way I'm doing. Maybe contacts. you can pull it off. I maybe. Don't know. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's uh that's pretty much it. Well, there's some other stuff in there, but uh those are some
3: of the big ones though. No, you've heard it all. Yeah, it was in this intro, you can stop the podcast. Yeah. That's enough. And you guys we'll, heard everything. We'll catch you tomorrow with Nikki. All right, bye. Catch you later.
2: If you missed out on the next riot moment
3: when it originally aired, you don't know how lucky you are. You're listening to the worst. It is time to to address the elephant in the room. Literal
4: and, elephant in the room. And by elephant I mean Christmas stuff in this room right now, which is a little bit insane.
3: Today, let me check the it is November 1st. And here we are sitting in the Radio U studio and surrounding us is a multitude of Christmas trees, myriad lights, and I feel well, I can, actually that's about it.
4: Yeah, the lights in the that trees. That covers it. <laughs> I mean, there's two Christmas trees in one room. It's so a, yes, and this is not a very big room. It's not a. It's not that big, and there is a
3: lot of light. You know, Isaiah, if you uh, on that little box in front of you, if you press yes. the button that says Christmas, uh, I believe that illuminates. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, Wow.
4: The lights go on there's when I more press that button. you think. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more than you think there will be in here. It's quite festive in here. See, my issue is I feel like we didn't do anything for Halloween, but we were so quick to go to Christmas. You're right. We did absolutely nothing for Halloween, which is fine. Uh-huh. It doesn't bother me, but the Christmas on November 1st, was a pretty quick turnaround. We right into it. Well, we gotta get uh, it. Tis the season. Did we just skip Thanksgiving? Then is that how this works? Thanksgiving is a part of Christmas. I don't really think it's a part of Christmas. You don't think? No, they're completely separate. Why not? I think they're in the same like gist of the year. But they're completely separate holidays. I
3: think, no, there's there's two ways you can view it. Okay. You can have uh, Thanksgiving as a day you you lead up to Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving launches you into Christmas, and so that is the start. Or if you are somebody who likes to start Christmas a little earlier, then Thanksgiving, it's still its own thing, but it's really a part of Christmas. It's like the it's like Puerto Rico. What? It's like Puerto Rico. You know, Puerto Rico's not actually a state. It's its own place. It's different, really, from the United States, but it's still a part of the United States. That's what
4: Thanksgiving is. I kind of agree with you a little bit when you say that. I do agree that it is. It is like a little bit of part of Christmas, but at the same time, like I'm not going to watch a Christmas movie on Thanksgiving. Like it's not that time not? of the year yet. No chance. You know, no
3: way Chris, our engineer, and I were talking about this because he's the one who did this. He did this on Friday. Yeah, he did this pre Halloween. Yeah,
4: before Halloween even happened.
3: Yeah, and uh, we were talking about. He told me he's already watched several Christmas movies.
4: No way! Yeah, but if you watch Christmas movies this early, you're gonna be sick of them by He's the time a- the Christmas rolls around. Chris, Chris won't be. I don't know how. I, I usually watch like one or two. Like the week of Christmas. That's it? Yeah. I mean, there's there's not that. You hate Christmas. I don't hate Christmas. You do. There's just not that many good Christmas movies. Like, there's not that many good Christmas movies. come on. Come on. There's a couple decent ones, but I don't need to watch one every night.
3: All right. You know what? Uh, It feels early for this, but we are going to continue this on in a moment because I want to ask you... On November 1st, the couple good Christmas movies. Yeah. So if you just want to think, if you want to make a list, put
4: that together. I've got it ready. I'm on one hand.
3: Store at room temperature?
2: Now that they can do. The Riot. the Riot Radio U.
3: Who just said a few moments ago, there's only a few good Christmas movies. And you're not going to watch them until like the week of Christmas.
4: Yeah, until like, there's snow on the ground, I'm not going to watch There may movie. not be
3: snow on the ground until after Christmas.
4: Well, here there might not be, but other places there will be snow on the ground there's before Christmas. There's already snow on the
3: ground other places.
4: Yes, but I don't need to start watching them now. It's way too early. I don't want to get into like, the Christmas spirit until at least December for sure. <sighs> the Christmas spirit. The Christmas I, spirit know, until December for every sure. Every
3: time a new person comes in here, and I was the new person once, mm-hmm. uh, it feels that... The new person is the person who hates the Christmas hates Christmas the most.
4: I don't. I love Christmas. You are the newest,
3: and it feels like you hate Christmas compared to all the rest of us. And this is a a totally new moment for me because I was always the Christmas hater compared to everyone else. Compared to Nikki, uh, I, I'm a one, and she's a ten on the Christmas scale. And Chris is a one hundred. Chris, our engineer, yes. who decorated the studio. But compared to me, it sounds like you're a point one. I'm like
4: a point .9, Okay, a I point just want to wait until Thanksgiving. It and then we're good to go. I'm perfectly fine talking about Christmas, doing whatever. Like I already have some gifts ready for for Christmas. But at the same time, I don't need to start watching the movies and, and getting dressed up and things like that until at least December for sure. So,
3: what are the movies
4: that you will watch? See, then? my favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Grinch. Okay, and the new I'll,
3: the. Jim Carrey. The Jim one.
4: Carrey one, yes. Okay. And the new one I actually don't mind. I, I would watch the cartoon? that the cartoon. Like I, the new cartoon, not the, the original one. cartoon. Yeah, like the new one from like three years ago. I yeah. would watch that. I've seen that one. It's I've pretty never solid. Seen it. It's a pretty solid movie.
3: Is that the best Christmas movie since you were born?
4: Probably. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> No, because like there's there's other ones like Elf yeah. uh, came on after I was born as well. Elf is another one that I would watch. Um, if I'm doing any other ones, I'd say like maybe like Home Alone. I would watch Home okay. Alone. Yeah, sure. Um, other than that, that list? List? I think that's the Three list. Movies. Those are the movies that I'd watch. I can't think of what what, what other ones would I want to watch. Uh, because I'm not watching any of the classics. I'm not watching like what? Rudolph or like or like Frosty or anything like that. I'm not watching those. You no don't chance. Watch it's a Wonderful Life. No. Why not? I don't even know what movie that is. Are you kidding me? Don't even know. Jimmy Stewart? Oh,
3: Clarence, you gotta help me. No chance. No. That's an impression of him. I can't remember if that's the angel's name. Clarence, there's an angel. Uh, uh, Spoiler alert Jimmy Stewart, he's the star of the movie. He wants to know what it would be like if he was dead because he thinks he's worse off for everybody in his life. And it turns out
4: it's not true. It's not true. It's not true.
3: The whole town would be better off or would be worse off if he wasn't around. And uh, and so, uh, well, I guess that's a big spoiler for a movie from close to 100 years ago. Well, it's okay; uh, we don't have to watch it anyway, so it's all right. Some people would say Die Hard. I wouldn't, but some people would. No, no, not not happening for me. Uh, here's what I here's what I do. I watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles sometime this month, and that is what makes. That's what opens the door to Christmas because have you seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I haven't seen that one either. Oh no, you would like that. Do you watch any movies from before you were born? Mm-hmm. You yes. Do? Yes,
4: yes, 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 yes. I yes. guess Home Alone. Yes. Uh any others? Uh no, any not, time for, of not year? for Christmas. Just not any I time think, of year. I think for when like Christmas rolls around. I think there's a couple movies like I'll watch The Grinch multiple times for sure. I will uh-huh. watch it multiple times, multiple times, times. multiple times. But it's so good, it's so much, it's so far superior to the other Christmas movies. I'll watch Elf like once. That's uh-huh. enough for me. Uh, but I'll watch The Grinch multiple times because it's so superior to all other Christmas <laughs> movies. It's so much better what? that that I will watch it multiple times. I've never heard anybody say that. I'm so the, the Grinch is so much better than all other Christmas movies. I can't even compare them. Because if it's on TV, you, I will tune into it a hundred times out of hundred times. Wow.
3: Wow. Wait. So you? What about Hallmark movies? Speaking of TV, Mm-mm. No, no, no Hallmark. No, not really. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh. No. I'm telling you that you need to give Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a chance.
4: I'll give that one a chance because it is
3: a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. Takes, I, we can do that now. Steve
4: Martin. You like Steve Martin? It's, yes. It's November.
3: Yeah. And uh, John Candy. Remember him? I can do that. I right. can do that one. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We'll sign you up. The riot promise is that they'll always have an opinion
2: on everything they talk about, but that doesn't mean any of their opinions will make sense. This is the riot on Radio U.
3: One more dose of Christmas on November first, and then we're leaving it behind. More than enough for me. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, but Isaiah, this, okay. First of all, everyone should know the studio is decorated. Chris, our mm-hmm. engineer, decorated yes. the Christmas, the Radio U studio in Christmas attire. On Friday, before even Halloween, so we're getting in here today, and there's trees and lights, and there's cards we need to sign. It was shocking this morning, it very was. shocking. I'll uh, admit, all a little festive, a way little brighter joyous, than usual in here, way brighter. I, I kind of enjoy that. I, I don't mind the brightness, adding some color. Yes. Uh, so then we were talking about uh, when is it appropriate to really dive into Christmas for Isaiah in his life? He says, "Not until there's snow on the ground, December." And then he'll watch. The Grinch
4: repeatedly, and Elf, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I and, would say that that's pretty much it.
3: And so now we have people besides me trying to convince you to watch at least other Christmas
4: movies. It yes. doesn't even. Have,
3: you can wait till after Thanksgiving, but there has to be another movie that you're going to watch.
4: I agree with that. I'm okay. I'm I'm open you're to that. Open? After Thanksgiving, I'm open to watching more Christmas movies for sure. All
3: man. right. Have you seen Ernest Saves Christmas? Brandon no. wants to know. Brand-
4: you should try Ernest Saves Christmas. I'll try Ernest Saves... I'll, I'll, I'll start a list of okay. the movies that I need to try. Write that and then down. then once December rolls around, I'll start knocking them out. Ernest Saves
3: Christmas, that's Brandon's suggestion. Tina uh, suggested Jingle All the Way. Have you seen that? That's with Arnold Schwarzenegger.
4: Mm-mm. Haven't seen that one either.
3: That is one that uh, I convince myself every few Christmas seasons... To watch? I think that it's like... Yeah, I think I remember that being kind of funny, and it's and uh, then you watch
4: it and you're it's like, nope. not
3: as good as you convince yourself. Uh, but you know, it's Christmas, so you can't be too mad at it.
4: Uh, let's see, Jim texted in, he said he does not start any Christmas until the day after Thanksgiving. I agree with that, Jim, I'm, on the, I'm on the same page there, once Thanksgiving's over and we like get to the very end of November, early December, I'm ready to roll with Christmas for sure, but if I start before that, uh-huh. then it's gonna be kind You're of a down downward spiral, out? yes, for sure.
3: That's kind of what Zach said, he texted in, he said he has a set supply of Christmas cheer, so if he started uh, giving it out today, he'll run out of cheer by the second week of December. So he has to, uh, you know, use it uh, sparingly throughout the holiday season.
4: My other thing was when I I, growing up, I worked at a a toy store, like a children's toy store, Uh and they would start the Christmas music today probably is it's probably already on yeah. and the christmas music cuz i worked there every day yeah. and i would get so sick of michael buble and all the christmas <laughs> music by the time christmas rolled around oh my gosh it was over like it was i was so far past the christmas music and so that's that's another big big thing for me is i just want to wait until after Thanksgiving, Mm. so I can thoroughly enjoy everything because if I start doing it now, I'm going to be sick of it by the time it rolls around.
3: I'm with you you on that on the music. I think you have to hold that back a little bit. Yeah. Because you can get tired. See, the thing is with movies is you watch them once, and then they're gone for a whole, except for you with the Grinch, but you watch them once, and then they're gone for another year. But Mm -hmm. with Christmas music, you started the playlist now, you're going to hear the same song. You're going to hear different versions of the same song Th- hundreds of times Every by Christmas day. day. So Ugh. you gotta space that's why the Radio U Christmas channel you know what? It launches on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. That's it's when right it's Right when you should
4: right after Thanksgiving yep. is when we're ready to roll because you you'll never get tired of it. You won't get tired of
3: yep, it. Yep, exactly. You can't go crazy with it. Well, I'm glad uh, in all this Christmas discussion we've come to an agreement there. <laughs>
2: Worst of the Riot
3: Podcast. He's all right. He might sound a little under the weather, but you're fine, right?
4: Yeah, it's just another day. You know, it's early in the morning, so my yeah. voice has not quite started yet. I'm just working through that morning voice 100%.
3: Yeah, you got to... you. I don't know what the answer is.
4: There is no answer. It's every day I come in here. Uh-huh. The first like hour or so of the show, it's just my voice kicking in and off. Uh, yeah. I think I th- my body still thinks I'm sleeping for some reason, <laughs> and so it only works sometimes when it wants to. Well, uh, let's. You, you, maybe the more you talk,
3: the sooner it will clear. Oh yeah, out. for sure. Uh, so I have an opportunity for whether it's you, Isaiah, or somebody else out there wants to take advantage of this. Uh, the job of eating chicken nuggets. Ooh, How does that sound to you? That sounds
4: like a fantastic job.
3: Uh, well, then good news. It is a real opportunity for you. You could be the chief. No, cheap. The chief. <laughs> you could be the chief dipping officer for Bird's Eye. Okay. What they are looking for, uh, they call it the chief dipping officer. Uh, it is a competition, really, more so than, uh, than an actual job. However, it still pays $1,000, 1,000 uh, pounds in the U.K., and basically they want somebody that knows their way around a chicken nugget or a chicken dipper. Uh, their little job description of things says, do you know the difference between dippers and nuggets? Are you the sauce connoisseur of the family? Do you have an insatiable passion for chicken dippers? Uh, they, chicken they, dippers. They are being specific here where Birdseye does chicken dippers. They don't do nuggets. And I think that if you got into, uh, like, if you were a, by a Bird's Eye employee and you happen to be at a party and you were talking about, oh, these nuggets are delicious, they would be like, that's dippers. It's a dipper. It's a dipper. Thank you very much. And so they are willing to pay somebody if you, uh, you need to submit a 250-word cover letter Explaining why you're a good fit for the job. And if you're selected, 1,000 pounds, $1,000, um, they will pay you to eat a bunch of chicken nuggets and basically report. Uh, no, dippers.
4: Chicken dippers, dippers chicken not chicken dippers,
3: nuggets. And report on the experience.
4: See, now my thing is I don't think I could possibly do this. uh uh-huh. Because I, with a chicken dipper, I assume you're dipping it in something. you uh-huh. you? Wouldn't you say and I am not. It's in the name. Yeah, I am not like the, the prototypical sauce user for sure. Really? I underuse sauce. So you go to Wendy's,
3: you get your nuggets, and you're just eating them dry.
4: No, no, I, I'll, I will get them with sauce, but uh-huh. I underuse the sauce a lot. Like I've used very, very, but, very little sauce. Well, I'll dip it every time, maybe, uh, but very little sauce.
3: Maybe at Bird's Eye, they would prefer that. I, I,
4: then, then I might be the perfect They're care of that.
3: thinking, yes. That's what we want because a true uh, dipper connoisseur will know that the chicken in the bird's eye dippers speaks for itself exactly, and it needs very little sauce. To uh, the sauce can just accentuate the chicken, but you put on too much, you're tasting too much sauce and not enough chicken. Which dipper. is
4: which is accurate because what people do is they just drench. Whatever it is, if it's a French fry, if it's a chicken nugget or a chicken dipper Uh, or whatever it is, that they will just drench it and rant or barbecue sauce, and then that's not even you're not even tasting the flavor anymore. Yeah, you're
3: not you're not experiencing all the hard work the cook put in to that for that chicken dipper, baby. Finely tuned seasoning that high quality grade A chicken white meat from the breast. You're not experiencing that. You're no. just experiencing honey mustard. You're just
4: eating ranch yet again. Here yeah. we are. It's yeah. another day, and you're just eating ranch. And you can do
3: that with anything. You, I mean, if you're going to do that, just get a spoon.
4: That's what people do. When the ranch is the most overused condiment sauce, whatever you want to call it. You think? It's the most overused. Oh my gosh. People use it on anything. Because it's so versatile. I mean, I like ranch, and I will use it on a lot of different things, uh-huh. but when I use it, it's just a, it's just a little little bit. There's like, a, you can draw a line at how much ranch you're allowed to use for it to be acceptable, Yeah, and I'll use it for a lot of different things because it is versatile, but if you're one of those people that use it with everything and you use a lot of it, then why don't you just eat ranch? Like, stop. Like, you're using ranch as if it's like some sort of chip and you're supposed to be eating the dip. Like, ranch is not like chip dip. When you're eating pizza so you you're, not supposed to cover, you're not supposed to cover it in ranch. You can have ranch with it but you can't cover it in ranch. You, Isaiah's saying you gotta flip your dip ratio right now. Yes. You got to
3: reverse, do less dip, more chip. Exactly. A lot right. right. more chip. The Riot Podcast.
2: Radio View.
3: Uh, so Isaiah is in. Nikki out today and I know that we know that this isn't the reason why she's Uh, Called out but do we know That this isn't the reason she called out Because uh, she doesn't have any clean Socks
4: yeah clean socks are A must Uh I think that if you are Not wearing clean socks in the morning Then your whole day is probably not gonna be Very good you think yes 100% That's a decision you have to make
3: every morning That if you're not if you don't have your socks clean if you're wearing dirty socks in for, trouble?
4: for a, a day, an entire day, that they, they probably already smell bad, uh, you're going to have a rough day because yeah. you're going to be worried the whole day that you smell bad. Well, what if you just go no socks? No socks? Oh, no. You can't do no you socks can't. at all. You know what? That's what Nikki does. She No.
3: She No. She, well, she wears flip-flops all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. That's
4: fair. That's fair. So
3: she wouldn't probably... This is probably not why she called out, but it is reportedly why a man in the U.K. called out. Uh, we have... This is his boss chiming in. This is a boss uh, of a scaffolding company in Bristol in the UK. His name is Ken Moore, and he shared on his social media over the weekend. uh, Well, not over the weekend, earlier this week, about a guy, one of his employees who had texted in and said, sorry, I can't come into work today. And this is, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not going to use his exact text, but (laughs) because there's cursing and it's very British. But uh, he says that he can't come into work. Because his girlfriend didn't wash his socks. He's got no socks to go to work with. And his, you know, it's winter in the UK. It's winter in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, so he cannot come in because he will be too cold. He doesn't have clean socks. And his boots have holes in them. So he's just gotta he's him got to call in He's got all kinds day. of excuses He'll be in here. tomorrow, yeah.
4: Oh my gosh, my boots have holes, no socks, yeah. it's cold outside. So unfortunately, I will not be in today. It isn't my fault either because my girlfriend was supposed to wash yeah, them. Yeah, so he's passing I'm sorry, the buck, boss. right? It's on her, not me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. I've went through some mornings where it's been like last second. I don't have like socks or underwear or something important yeah. that I need ready. And I will search until I find a clean pair, for I, sure.
3: I've, uh... I, well, okay, we work in radio. Yeah. We can we can get away with socks, underwear yeah, situations right. a little differently than this guy. If he's out working in scaffolding, I would think you would want socks.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, and my thing is, if you're between calling off work and wearing dirty socks, then you have to wear dirty yeah, socks. Yeah, just go with the dirty socks, and right? And if you're working in scaffolding, like, like you're outside, you're probably, I mean, obviously you want clean socks, but at the same time. Like, the, the bad thing about clean socks is just the, s- the smell. It's going gonna, it's gonna to smell bad yeah. if you don't have them. But if you're outside, like, working and, and sweating a little bit anyway, like, like nobody's really going to mind, you know? Other than right. you. Like, it's going to stink for you. Uh-huh. But you got to go to work. You can't call off because you don't have cl- and socks. And
3: what uh, a concern I would have wearing dirty socks days in a row is
4: it might ruin your shoes? Mm, it's already yeah. hap-
3: it's already happened to him. He says he's got holes in his he's boots. He's got holes in his boots, but
4: yeah. I, I think he's got to uh, he's got to go into work here. You can't you can't text your boss that. I think uh, why doesn't the boss? Uh, standard issue.
3: Just have like an extra pair of socks for Ooh. everybody. Maybe you keep it in the van or whatever.
4: Or maybe you know. Also, I, I would text if you're gonna miss. If I was his boss, I'd say I'll, I'll bring a pair for you. Yeah, right. Oh, I got a pair for you, big boy. Come on <laughs> into work. I got an extra pair. Clean cleaners, all get out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If, if if I was the boss, I'd say don't worry about it. Just come on into work. So do you I'll bring buy a pair it? for you?
3: Some are saying. Some are saying online because it's the internet. They don't think it's a real excuse at all. They think he was out late the night before or something like that. And, mm. he's just, and I think uh maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but if he was out late, why why would this be a better I would, excuse that's than what I being was thinking. out late, you know?
4: I was that's what I was gonna say is I I think if he uh if he's lying, then he's a terrible liar. Right. And he can't that's come up with some... this is the best he'd come up with. Like if I was gonna lie and say, I'm not coming into work – my go-to wouldn't be, well, you know, I don't have clean socks right, for today. You the just day. say you're sick or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way this would be my excuse. But maybe maybe this is maybe he has, like, a track record. You never know. But at the same yeah. time. He's used all is... the other excuses. He's yes. worked his way down to socks are dirty. Yeah, so the, I, I think this is probably, hopefully, real. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, if this is yeah. actually fake, then, then he's a really bad excuse maker. Well, it seems that the boss, just
3: so for some closure for everybody, the boss says that uh, he says, see you tomorrow. He says, if it was anybody else, he wouldn't have him in the next day. So, Little I guess he has a good, good, either that or he has a good history. Okay, right? one, of the, two, one might, of the two. Maybe this is the first time he's called off in forever. True. Like, if we haven't called off in forever, no. That means.
4: So if I Tomorrow's call off Dirty Sock Day tomorrow, we're not coming in. It's gonna be a Nikki alone show, <laughs> baby.
2: Everything you love about the riot, plus a handy dandy fast forward option. This is the worst of the riot podcast.
3: Now, Isaiah, feel free to decline to answer this if you'd like. But do you have any health issues? <laughs> no. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask that? I'm legally? not allergic
4: to anything. When I go to the doctor, I check off everything as no. Uh-huh. I have nothing that uh, that is underlying. That I know, that you know other, other than this constant stuffy nose that I feel like I've had now for months. Yeah,
3: actually, that's that's leads right into what I was talking about. You yeah. know, for you, you have a stuffy nose. You've been dealing with it forever, and you kind of just learned to live with it. Exactly. But you know, there is a time when you didn't have the stuffy nose. Those were the
4: days. There
3: may be a day, someday, where you won't have the stuffy nose, and I I'm can't wait. Gonna say that once you actually finally get rid of that stuffy nose, whatever it takes uh that you'll realize like how actually how bad it actually is like now you're living with it and you're like whatever it's it's bad but it's not so bad yeah. but once you're free from the stuffy nose you're going to be like how did i live with that oh stuffy nose oh my gosh, for so it's going to be
4: the greatest day when i get rid of this stuffy nose i'm going to be like wow how yeah. how did i how did i wake up every day and go to work and and deal with that
3: yeah and for for many of us we have our own issues that are like that, not necessarily medical. Although I, I would venture to say, probably for almost everybody, there is some underlying medical thing that, if it was just diagnosed and taken care of, you'd be like, "Whoa, I was living with that for so." Yeah, long. like for a lot of people, that's probably true. Uh, but I mean, you know, internally, mentally, spiritually, I just think a lot of us we we have this stuff going on in our lives that. Uh, you just because it's just part of your everyday life you just get used to that being a part of your life but it doesn't have to be when you have a relationship with god god can come in and heal stuff that you didn't realize needed to be healed jesus is able to come into your life and diagnose some stuff see some stuff that you might not realize well oh i'm having this problem because this happened because of this and uh it, and it just totally it it changes it makes it so you can breathe clear again it's a totally different lease on life that you can have that God wants to do for you. Jesus loves you and he cares about you and he knows the stuff that you're dealing with better than even you do. So when you come to Jesus and say, hey, I'm ready uh, I'm ready to find out what's going on under the hood here. I'm ready to figure out what the issues are that, that are maybe bringing me down every day and I don't even realize and I'm ready to let you help with it. God will absolutely do that for you.
2: This is the Riot Radio U.
3: This is I'm looking at a wedding that happened over the weekend and the reception was held at Taco Bell. Now, you may have heard before that Taco Bell like they've been involved in weddings before. But this one, this one feels a little different because this is what the, is, is said to be the most beautiful Taco Bell in the world. What does
4: that even mean? Like, what is it's the a low standard? Bar, isn't it? it has to be a super low. When I look at Taco Bell's, the ones that I've seen, I'm never been like, wow. That is just beautiful. I mean, look at the scenery <laughs> yeah. around it, the building, the architecture. Like It's got to be the lowest bar of all yeah. time. It's, oh, my gosh. It's the most beautiful Taco Bell. That is the most beautiful Taco Bell I've ever seen. If I see a, a Taco Bell that I would
3: consider beautiful, it's because there's nobody throwing up in the parking lot. There's no line. There's not a line wrapped around the building three times. Uh, you know, it's in a nice neighborhood. So this Taco Bell, what makes it so beautiful is... It is uh, in Pacifica, California. So it's actually it is right on the beach. It yeah, is quite, right on the water. As far as Taco Bell's go, it is it's in a great location for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the Taco Bell itself that's really beautiful as much as it is everything around it. But this is a couple that knew they wanted to share uh, as they share their lives together. They wanted to start that journey. At the Taco Bell in Pacifica, California. So they had their wedding reception there and just did the whole deal. And, hey, if uh, if that's what makes you happy, I guess that's... At least you got some... No, I can't even say at least you got some good food.
4: No. Did and they, they also brought their own, like, Taco Bell-themed decor. They included flower bouquets made of hot sauce packets. Now, that's just corny. <laughs> that's creative. That, that's just corny. Like, what, what are memorable. we doing? It's memorable. Yeah, it's memorable, but, like, you can't have your wedding themed around. Like, wedding-themed Taco Bell? Like, what? Why would you want to do that? Maybe they met at a Taco Bell? Ah, it's still, it still doesn't really hit with me that that does not hit me in the right spot. There's no way Taco Bell is being incorporated into my wedding in any form. Or And, and the only thing I would incorporate, there's one thing. If Maybe if I wanted to a Baja Blast freeze station, yeah. that I would consider. Everything else, it's hard now. It's off now. the table. Hard so now.
3: You, uh, what, okay, how about this? you're not going to incorporate it to your wedding. Yes. But let's say you are invited to a wedding that uh, were, where they're like, the reception will be held afterwards at a Taco Bell.
4: I'm are not you going into to the, I'm not going to the reception. Unless you're, it's on the beach like this, uh-huh. then I would go. But if it's just a normal Taco Bell, I'm not going. Well,
3: no, this is a normal Taco Bell. It just happens to be on the beach. It is. No, it is not. It's just your standard Taco Bell. It's just that it happens to be right on the edge
4: of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, which makes it way different than every other Taco Bell I've ever seen in my life.
2: If you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories, uh, you're in the wrong place. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U.
3: this study i found here it is from to be specific it is from the journal of the royal society interface it is about great white sharks and i don't know how i feel about this it says they found that based on experimental evidence they believe that the majority of shark attacks on people uh, when great white when great white sharks bite humans they believe it is Accidentally, because they believe that what they're seeing is their prey. So, another—I don't know—what do great shark, great white sharks normally eat? Like seals or fish? Fish? You think? Yeah. Like big fish, though, right? Yeah, bigger they they
4: fish. Dolphins. They eat dolphins, right? I don't know. If they I think eat dolphins. they do. I, think I don't they do. think they
3: do. Killer whale? No, they couldn't eat killer whales.
4: No chance. I don't, but, even, uh, think eat. I don't even think you'd kill a dolphin. I, I don't think. think so.
3: Oh, I guarantee. I think they're scared of dolphins. I've for watched some other enough reason. shark shark. Well, because the sh- dolphins are in pods, mm-hmm. but when you see a stray one or an injured one, maybe like a solo dolphin, shark attacks. I don't know. I guess that I'm sure they eat seals, and I know that yeah. because the seals, uh, when they're babies, some seals. They just like the mother leaves them there and they just lie on the ice and uh, hope they don't get attacked by a shark for months at a time. And then finally, they're big enough to move themselves to hold their own. Yeah. 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 So that's where a lot of sharks will get their food. So anyways, apparently, according to this uh, evidence, they believe that great white sharks aren't attacking us to attack us. They're attacking us because they think we look like what they want to eat. Other than we look like other animals.
4: So what can we do to fix this? They say shark glasses, which, in my mind, would never happen. Shark, go- how about goggles? I don't know. It would have I, to be goggles, right, for them to stay on. They need the strap, and they need to be for underwater. I think that, like, I know that I need glasses, and I'm not even willing to wear them, let alone <laughs> would a shark be willing to wear wear a pair of glasses. Yeah. I think what they need, now, I think, every, I think we need this across the board. Uh-huh. I don't understand how we de- don't have some sort of, like, like, pill we can take or, like, a shot or something that just uh-huh. fixes our vision.
3: Yeah, it's the year 2021.
4: Exactly. There's so many things that, that don't make sense to me. Like, a, a couple of things. A computer, uh-huh. an iPhone. I don't understand yeah. all the internet things. How they work. Wh- whatever. You
3: just know that they do.
4: They just work. I, and I, I don't understand it, but I know how to use it. But is there is there no way that we could... Because uh, there's no way we're going to get a pair of glasses or contacts no, not on a, on a shark. shark. But if you shot them with, like, a shot or something, yeah. then... Maybe then they'd be able to see clearly enough to know well, what if that we're not
3: what they want to eat. What if it's just because they're
4: underwater and it's hard to see underwater? It is. i is. I'm not—this is embarrassing, but I am not an open-my-eyes-underwater kind of guy. Really? Under any condition. I uh-huh. also don't know how to dive. Okay. And but I can't swim. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm just yeah. an average swimmer. If I need to swim, I could do it. But I'm not great at it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm not an open my eyes or dive kind of person. Oh, I like opening my eyes underwater, and I always, that, doesn't it burn?
3: No, I don't think so. Oh, it scares and me. Maybe somebody can tell me about this. I wear contacts, and I'm always afraid. If I'm swimming, I'm swimming in my contacts. I got to wear my glasses in the pool. Yeah. I don't wear my glasses in front of people.
4: Uh, Ever? No. My wife and um, any. You I kind of like to see. Are they like wire circle glasses or like what kind of glasses uh, we have rolling? They're they're
3: thicker, thicker. Okay, well, okay. Isaiah, you don't. I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, my eyes are so bad. You know uh, that you can get laser surgery, yeah. right? The uh, LASIK, and they yeah. always are advertising it. And my eyes are too bad for LASIK surgery. They oh, Believe no. that LASIK surgery will not fix my eyes.
4: That's gotta be. A that's pretty, how bad pretty my heart's below. Yeah, that, that's a, kick that to was the a kneecap tough, there. Uh,
3: especially because when I was a child, like before, you can't get LASIK before you're 18. And you're
4: like, I want LASIK. Yeah. I want LASIK. And yeah. when I was
3: under 18, my parents would ask the eye doctors, he's like, well, his eyes are so bad, doc. But do you think that this is what? My, I guess that's what my mom sounds like. Yeah, your eyes are. His eyes are so bad, doc. But. Could we get him fixed once he's 18? Could we get the LASIK surgery, doc? And the doc's like, sure. His eyes should be a great candidate. And then I turn 18. Do you think I can get LASIK surgery? No. Your eyes are too bad.
4: We can't fix those poppers. There's no helping you, buddy. Best of luck for you. You'll be
3: blind by the time you're 40. Yeah, there's no hope for you. uh, It's a tough situation over here. But all that to say, I wear contacts. Nobody needs to see my giant thick glasses. Uh, Okay, I will show them to you one day. But I don't want you to just wear them.
4: You don't want to, you can't just wear them for a show? Yeah. Just a no. one day, oh, one, no. one, I, one day show? Well, I see, also see better in
3: contacts. Oh. Uh, but anyways, I always feel like if I open my eyes underwater that the, for some reason the water will like suck the contacts out. Ugh. Uh, for some, you know, it'll get between and it, they'll yes. lose the, the suction cup thing and then Ugh. my contacts are just floating in the water and I'm blind. Uh, that's never happened. Yet.
4: Yes. That's why right, you don't open your eyes underwater. What do I say? No,
3: I've opened my eyes underwater hundreds of times. It's never happened, but it's still a fear. It's I a dangerous have. game you're playing. It doesn't make any sense. It's only it? a matter of time. It just, it just needs to happen once for things to be exactly. really difficult for never me Never do it so. again. Nope. So, anyways, uh, maybe that's why they don't put contacts on the Great White Sharks. To anyway, that's,
4: to <laughs> bring it back to the Great White Sharks, that's why they don't put contacts that, on them. That
3: must be why. That's exactly I why. I think the only answer is for us to stop looking so much like seals.
4: We'll just stop swimming in water. We could,
3: just stay away. It's.
4: <laughs> this is the worst of the riot
2: podcast.
3: Isaiah just pointed out to me today uh, that today is a special day. I didn't even consider it. It is. What is, uh, why don't you tell everyone, Isaiah?
4: Today's a very special day. It looks like, um, Hudson, I'm, I'm shocked uh-huh. that after one morning, mm-hmm. you look full. I'm i mean, already you there, look, huh? You look thick. Uh, it's the first day of no-shave November. Uh-huh. Hudson already has a beard rolling, so I, for him, it's like a 5 o'clock shadow, I, I guess. That's a bit quick. of a head start yes, on, on everyone else. You should have clean shaved this morning. That would have been, and then you could start it over.
3: Yeah, nobody wants to see me clean shaven. Oh, especially
4: with the long hair. Yeah, not a good look for me. The beard with the long hair looks; they go well together. Yeah, the long hair by itself, it's it would be a little bit tough. I don't think it would work. Yeah, Yeah. but Uh, uh, it's a it's a big day for a lot of people. Uh, Hopefully, you didn't shave this morning. uh Hopefully, you're ready for for the month. So, are you uh, are you participating? I did not shave this morning. Uh-huh. So I'm only in, thirty days to go. Only thirty days to go. I, I'm a, I shave every single morning, uh-huh. uh, typically, but I'm I'm in between. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. No, I want you to do it. See, now what I'm thinking is there's a part of me. That I know that I won't last the whole month. I never do. There's what? a 0% chance that I last the whole month. I just, I don't like having like a beard. Uh-huh. I just, it feels for me, it's itchy. Like it's just an itchy thing. I don't uh-huh. like it. You have um, to push
3: through for a couple days and then all of a sudden you're free and clear. I know. but and your face is so warm. You love being warm, don't you? I love being warm. You love being warm. And you know, Isaiah, I'll tell you this. Uh you have what I would say is a boyish face. I do have a boyish face. I have so a very think, boyish look. Think about how you could add in a good way a few year, years to your face, Look like a you, real man. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> you are being like a, a big little boy bit. Over here. Yeah, right. Come on. So I'm and I'm also so I'm definitely going to I'm definitely gonna not shave this week. Okay. And, and if, if the earliest I'm going to shave is Friday cuz right. you know the weekend rolls around and my what am I looking like? But I'm also my my roommate and I we're talking about last night because he brought up we might do mustaches, maybe. Ooh. What do you think about a mustache? You it's get, not quite the commitment. Get a Ted
3: Lasso look going yeah, on. Yeah,
4: because like the beard, what really bothers me is like the actual like the sideburns, the, blur, cheeks, the, the, the yeah. cheeks. Like that's where it really gets tough. The chin doesn't bother me too much. Like it's not really all, all that itchy, and the mustache doesn't bother me at all. Uh-oh. But the cheeks. That is where I'm like, That'd oh, be a I, tough one. I can't do it. But also, I don't want to. I don't want to just have like chin hair and a, and a mustache that just looks creepy. A, just mustache. Very I don't creepy. think a goatee would work on you. No, not at all. So uh, I think maybe just mustache because mustache is just funny. You can that's be a mustache funny. guy. My dad. Uh-huh. I've never. I, I've seen him one time without a mustache. He did it just for fun. Uh-huh. Just for fun. One time we we asked him to do it for years. He's had a mustache. Since he was like twenty years old, for whatever reason, he's a huge mustache guy. Always had a mustache, but one day he shaved it, and I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked—it was the one of—it was so weird. Like yeah. it, was, it was like a couple of years ago, but he did it one time for us. He shaved his mustache, and all I was thinking is, "I want you to grow back."
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, it, once. Once you commit to that, yes. it, it really throws everybody off if you ever change things up. I think you could be a mustache guy. I
4: kind of want to be, you know, cuz a mustache yet again, a mustache is just a funny thing. Like if I came in with a full mustache this morning, you guys would just laugh. Like it would just be it's just a funny It'd thing. It would be awesome. I think yes.
3: you would you would totally be able to pull off. It would be you would be look like a Texas cop. Yes. That uh, a police officer that's younger than he Seems, yeah. Because of the the mustache would just age you so much. You just like you look, you roll up, and you'd be like, "Well, looks like you were going." All of a sudden, you'd have an accent for some reason, a southern accent, or you could go the dirty Sanchez. Have you ever?
4: Oh boy, have you thought about that? Just a no, little, little line. Across. The I think thin it would fit line. you. I think it would fit you. Oh my bit. gosh, no chance. No, and, you could do it. And like if I grow, because uh, like obviously it's no shave November, so everybody has like, a little bit of an excuse to have a beard. Uh-huh. But like I'm not like a big beard guy. Uh, uh, like grows in like pretty decently, yeah. but also I know it won't look great. Yeah, and so that's how I, I started. If I grow it in, then people are gonna try to think I'm maybe maybe they think I'm seriously trying to grow it in. You know, uh-huh. where it's not like obviously if I'm doing it, it's a joke that I that I have a beard. It's just for No Shave November. But some people might be like, oh, maybe he just wears a beard all the time. But that's a bad beard. Mm. Where if I have a mustache, nobody ever. At least not anybody my age is trying to seriously grow a mustache. Yeah. It's always for a joke. Yeah. So that way if I grow the mustache they'll just be like, "Oh, that's funny," you know. He's not actually trying to look good, he's just trying to look funny. You know why I I used to have a mustache? No way. I did the horseshoe mustache. No, you did not. I did.
3: I did. All What oh, why why did it end? Why did it end? Uh, you know what? For one, and this is why I'll say to you, if you shave every morning, that you might be a, a better mustache man than I because it's work. Part of the reason yeah. I have a beard is because you don't reason, want to shave in the I morning. I don't want to shave every day. Oh. I don't want to shave most days. So I only tidy it up every so often and just kind of let it do its thing. But if, you have a, if you're have if you going any kind of mustache and you've got to keep the rest of your face pretty, oh, yeah. you, you can only go a day or two before it starts to look like, you, something's gone wrong with you yes so but for you you're already used yeah, to shaving every I shave day. every morning so, so that was part of why and it just you know i look i have a bit of a like a southern trucker look in oh, some yeah. ways 100 if i do if when i'm doing the horseshoe mustache it that goes through the roof yeah it's just through too much by the roof how much i look like i should be living in a trailer park not that there's anything wrong with that it's just I don't live in a trailer park. It's just not your look, that's you know? That's not fully my look, but it's I do, do kind of love it,
4: actually. I think you should do it again. I could go back. I, I could go back. I'd like it. I'd I'll, like it a I'll lot. I'll have
3: to show you the pictures from Oh, uh, yes, Maybe please. we'll
4: repost. Yes.
3: Repost on the old uh, Radio U socials. Yes, so We can do that. That'd be great. No Shave November <laughs> post. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. For more Riot content,
2: head to riot.radiou.com.
1: Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Um, uh, uh, um, hello? uh, uh hello, is this thing on? We're home, bing. Launders. We're yeah. home. You know, we did our first episode in person, side by side for, for the EPOS push to talk podcast episode six. And, uh, we're back within the realm of normal or at least yeah. all things normal with a major going on. Mm hmm.
0: It literally That's started normal. this morning.
1: The last one was almost
0: 763 days ago. Almost. I, I said try to say almost because I can't remember the exact date. But even CSGO tweeted about it. Woo. That's how you we know they it, maybe <laughs> care about the game a little bit. They had to do the math on how many days since the last major. No,
1: I was thinking about this. You know, it's the initiation phase for for every for you know all the new viewers who who are you know with having joined us in the last couple of years, and whether you're listening to this podcast as well as a newcomer to see us go, welcome to your first major. It is a rite of passage for all of your O3s and three O's to get wrecked on day one. It's what happens, and and you, you thought, ah, no, this is safe. No, no bet is safe, folks. Tai Liu almost beat heroic.
0: Yeah, they looked actually kind of good. They look kind of good, man. They played differently but they still managed to like trick Heroic a couple of times. Yeah. And that match was close. Did you did you pick who's your O3? Is it Sharks? Uh my O3 is Sharks. Yes, sir. It was between okay. Sharks and I like how games. it's like uh, it's binary though. Either you did Tyloo O3 or Sharks. <laughs> you didn't there's like 2% of people picked some someone random. What's uh, your just Rio. My 3O is Sharks. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, no, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. My 3O is Heroic. Okay, so so some people are the, like, so that the strat is obviously you don't put a team that you know is going to go through that might not get three o in. Uh, but this this uh, this major, I don't think there is a clear three o in the first place.
1: So I right. I didn't That's really fair. feel
0: too bad about it. Yeah,
1: you know it's it's a bit risky always, but uh, I think I think heroic of everybody was the safest one. There's a lot of people out there who got smoked by Copenhagen Flames. Uh, I noticed that in your pick up video, actually predicted the upset. Yeah. You put them in, man. I saw that. I saw that. Props to you. I put Vertus Pro for the three zero because I feel like either Flit's going to cause them to have some crazy X factor and get them through everything, oh yeah, uh, or it could just you know fall on its. I don't like to cheer for Virtus Pro, so yeah. my thought was this: either they earn my support by giving me my three zero pick, or I can then cheer against them like usual because you don't want them to go through once your three zero is bust. So uh, it was to like be the... clear. It's specifically
0: because of their play style
1: that uh, yeah. Scrani doesn't. But nothing want to personal. For them. Yeah, 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 nothing personal.
0: And personal. Uh, I, and we all vibe with that. Some rounds with Jame. I mean, come on. Even if you're <laughs> the biggest fan, come on, guys. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I that actually makes sense. And for me, like uh, heroic, I think they choked at Cologne. So I don't, I don't really believe they're g- they're gonna go like super far on this land. or If they do, it'll be like a huge breakthrough for them. But I think they completely choked at Cologne. So. Mm. We'll have to see if they are going to be able to make a deep run, but I think the pressure will matter for uh, for heroic. So I'm not totally sold yet.
1: Well, speaking of success and heroic, uh, I think you know we've we've got a lot of Counter Strike on our plate right now to devour, but we're also coming off of a delicious meal in Copenhagen with the Blast Fall Showdown and the upcoming Fall Finals. But you know, first Showdown, man, we got to talk all things Blast. That's what we do at the uh, <clears throat> Epos Push to Talk Podcast. Speaking of Tai Lu as well, and, you know, I, I tweeted out this morning, I said, "Lin Vision was your warning. Because we saw this microcosm of Counter-Strike, this, this little tiny ecosystem that has been completely separate from the world stage of CSGO, just playing within itself. And we saw these weird results where, you know, Vici Gaming was getting wins over Tai Lu. And, and, and there was just all this, you know, back and forth within Chinese Counter-Strike, but none of it, none of it at all versus the rest of the world. LinVision shocked us versus G2 with some of their individual levels. You know, LinVision taking an actual map. 1614 Vertigo. If if you weren't there for the LinVision Vertigo game, then you missed a piece of CS history in terms of Chinese Counter-Strike. You better with the LinVision. You better. And now we've got her, you know, now we we talk about Tai Lu coming out of it as well. So so Chinese CS stocks at an all-time high LinVision over G2 for one map. You know, that felt like to me one of the coolest things that happened at Showdown because the same narrative happened again today. It's just we're starting to see the reemergence of regions that haven't been on an international stage and they looked good at Showdown. It's promising. Uh, yes. I
0: brought a tear to my eye to finally see not two Europeans going against each other for once. Right. Uh, oh. And actually being competitive. So listen, I don't know if it's the reemergence of scenes. But it is a reemergence of the Chinese scene because their, their scene specifically has gotten a lot bigger w- with CS, which is awesome. So I think we can expect a lot more. And clearly, this Tai Lu is proof, along with Lin Vision, that uh, they, are, they are whetstones for each other. There are actually good teams there that are creating good practice over in China, and there might be a lot more to, to come from there. And of course, Lin Vision, average age of 20.5. And these were, as a lot of people pointed out to us, you know, the next generation of talent uh, mm-hmm. within China. There's a chance that Starry doesn't retire, but does actually take some kind of break. And I don't know about, you know, if there, if people are taking that uh, hour rule extremely seriously. I've heard some people in my comments kind of going back and forth about whether or not it's super serious or just more looked at as like a guideline of some sort. Um, but, but, but regardless, I think... Uh, yeah, there's, there's other players. I guess it would suck, though, if, if, if people who are like, you know, 14, 15 years old come into the rule and, like, don't never get a chance to even start playing or something like that. That, that would be a damn shame um, because there's lots of money in esports to win. Counter Strike's yes. handing out the most money every year in terms of prize pool. Uh, TI was $40 million. Counter Strike just still put out more, mil- more millions this year in prize pool. So eat money. that, uh, Dota.
1: Power. Respect. Respect. All three, all three of the key pieces of Counter-Strike. And uh, you know who's got a lot of money, power, and respect right now? I think the stocks are on the rise. Heroic didn't drop a single map at the showdown. I want to mm-hmm. draw a comparison between fall and spring uh, seasons when it comes to blast. We had, we had it, right? Gambit comes in for the showdown back in the, in the spring season. They don't drop a single map at the showdown. They don't drop a single map at the at the spring or the fall. Oh, my God. Spring finals. They (laughs) just cleaned the entire first half of the year. Right. They booked in that ticket for the world finals and said, thank you. No, we don't want to participate in the fall season. Leave us alone. We got what we needed. Now we've got heroic. This this like favorite invited to the showdown stage where we know it's a cutthroat format. We know that some favorites sometimes fall (coughs) G2 and. (laughs) <laughs> and they did it. They they swept the showdown and looked like a team of Counter-Strike players who are absolutely cut from a different cloth. Um, you know, and 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 a team of players who are now with their uh names cleared officially by ESIC as as a group of guys who want to get back to 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 truly challenging the very best that this game yeah. has to offer. So props to Heroic. You know, I'm super excited to see them at Fall Finals in front of a Danish crowd for better or for worse. You know, anti-heroes <laughs> through and through. We'll I don't see, know what's yeah. going to happen, but I just want to see these guys play on a huge stage and, uh, you know, just just get back to what matters most, which is just, you know, popping some heads in the server. And they, they beat Poggers. So they survived a, <laughs> whole, uh, a whole
0: level of trash talk that no other team has had to experience yeah. facing against uh, Loba in the server. On Twitter before the match, during the match, there were a lot of... Uh, streamers on poggers that have a lot of fans so heroic had to uh really withstand a ton of community
1: backlash in another form to beat yeah. poggers a lot of pressure there man i've yeah, never seen so much all chat trash talk between two teams <laughs> in the, in the last like four or five years of casting it CSGO, felt a bit mean-spirited at some point it was hard to tell and i think that's kind of loba's shtick is it sometimes yeah. you don't you don't know if it's you know, every joke has a grain of truth within it. Yeah. So, they, so some, you know, it was there, man. It was there and present, but uh, Heroic survived it. They survived Tyloo as well this morning. You know actually, I mean? at like, some point they gave up on
0: trying to make their quips witty and they just started calling each other bot. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the
1: age-old CS insult. Yeah.
0: Nice smoke, <laughs> bot. Nice rotation, bot. Nice shot, bot. So that's, that's where I felt like it got a little bit um, mean-spirited. Mean-spirited.
1: We're not here to hurt anybody's (laughs) feelings. We're not here to hurt feelings. But uh, I know somebody who is hurt, and that's G2, because they're out of the fall season. Completely eliminated. Completely eliminated at the hands of Mad Lions, an EPOS partner, may
0: I add? No, they were solid. Just saying. And they probably had better headphones, too.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, speaking, speaking of EPOS and audio, this podcast, of course is only made possible thanks to our sponsors, Epos. This episode is brought to you by the Epos H6 Pro. The Epos H6 is the successor to the Game Zero and GSP 600 series, and it's the perfect gaming headset for CSGO and competitive gaming. Mad Lions are the proof of that. Those gamers... Turned that series upside down after getting smoked on ancient. When mm-hmm. G2 obliterated Mad Lions on ancient, I was like, yo, we've got a quick day in the office. This G2 looks phenomenal. You know, they just, just got their spot in the major, and now they're going to just wreck face going into. Nope. A reverse sweep of the series. So many close moments as well, but they held on to it, dude. And Noro uh, 2K, the sightless, son of Sasha, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe. Him and, and TMB,
0: son of Dupree, Banana yes. King. Uh, he, he was the IGL and was such a sick player as well in the series. But you know what's funny about the series, dude? If you look at the stats, they only had one player that had over a 1.0 rating on Mad Lions. T2 had four players over a 1.0. And that was partly because Ancient was actually so one-sided. But uh, if, you just, if you took just a screen cap of like everyone's performances... You would you would look at a series that looked like Mad Lions got stomped out, but they grinded through, won a comeback, got into overtime on the boat on both Mirage and Inferno, and it was ugly and it was messy, but they were the team that were supposed to lose the whole time. So they showed a ton of grit. And I I had so much fun watching them too. I think they're I, I actually couldn't find a counter. I think that was one of the only times I've watched a game with you when we've casted where I was looking at some of these mid explodes. And I couldn't even figure out what G2 were doing wrong. So I think that, that part was pretty crazy. The level of explosive explosivity that uh, Mad Lines brought to Inferno I made me really want to know if they played against someone else who's having a better day, uh, if they'd be able to pull off that T side again. But that was, that was impressive to me. And, and TMB, he's, he's a youngster. He's a youngster yeah. and he's calling at this level.
1: That was cool. TMB was, you know, I think Wara went in with the hype. Um, and on that Inferno game, the amount of times he was wall banging people behind new box was just getting oh my, kills yeah. through smokes. Like he's got he's one of those operas who just, you know, he believes in the Wayne Gretzky quote of you miss every shot you don't take. So he just takes all the shots he needs to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> and, and he just he has that sixth sense. Right. And like that's genuinely a valuable aspect of, of, of any players. You know, you can't get shots. You can't get kills if you don't shoot. Um, and, and that just, you know, bullet output played to his strength a lot. TMB was the big surprise. Uh, you know, the showdown is, was one of these events where we kind of him my balls. (laughs) That's what it stands for, dude. And I'm just saying (laughs) if if he hasn't claimed it, I don't know what he's doing, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, his lurks, dude, it's, uh, it's nice to know that the mad lions have like a different dimension to them. It's not just relying on this crazy star opera, but you've also got this cool lurk play. and And like you said, very young. Uh, young, young players are promising. That's what, again, the showdown is meant to showcase those moments. And as much as I was trying to hype up that Lin Vision map over G2, it's the full series upset from Mad Lions reverse sweep that that is like, you know, the pinpoint of the showdown. We get one genuine upset in the showdown, usually, at least. And and this one props to Mad Lions. (coughs) Epos partner. They got it done. And for that, we respect them. Now, they came up a little short, of course. That is unfortunate, uh, not qualifying all the way through. Uh, but, you know, we got Liquid and we got Heroic, which I think for for teams at the fall finals, in order to stay competitive, right, you always want your showdown teams to come into the fall finals and feel like they have a real chance. I truly believe those are, are two, of the, two of the best teams we could have asked for. Uh, Liquid exceeded my expectations, but if G2 wanted to drop the ball, then I'm very happy to see Liquid step up and, and take control of it. Dude, uh... Nafly just put him up against
0: the wall. He had uh, a 1.5 rating on the series versus Mad Lions. Mm. No shame mm-hmm. losing mm-hmm. to Liquid when Nafly playing like that. Uh, he's quietly had uh, an absolutely insane year, and he's coming now for the rest of it because now that I feel like you got to anchor your your results with something. Like you can come close, but if you don't qualify to the major or you don't get the fall final, you know you don't get some big land in the month yep. or two. I think it can be kind of hard to stay focused. Yeah. Definitely. You need that goal. Set your eyes
1: on it. Um, we glazed over something, Mo, that I want to revisit real quick. Go ahead. You know, eyes glazed over. Complexity sixteen ode again. Again. Oh, yes. I would yes. really, really, really hate hate the reality that is this situation for complexity. Um, the team, this roster is, I think, dead. Um, they're dead. They're dead. Uh, so they're dead. Rest in peace, this complexity dream. There's a lot of talented players on this complexity lineup. There's a lot of potential on this complexity lineup. Which variation we're going to see moving forward, we don't know. Obviously, Poison has already been removed, so that is already a, a part of it, right? How many more pieces will be shuffled around? I expect more to come. Uh, but this isn't the first team that we see kind of die out at a showdown, right? We have to remember that this was, this was the stage where RPK was sent into retirement, 9z eliminating vitality and sending them off back at the spring showdown fall final or fall spring oh my god <laughs> <laughs> fall showdown spring fall showdown will have this How last complexity lineup man it's uh it's a sad one to see because i don't know i always touted them as very highly but they got 60 note again
0: i have a cold idea. zero cold zero it? uh complexity to pick up doc can you see the headline now?
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, and they can use him to op. Uh, so Heroic, 16-5 complexity last time, and Doc was able to keep Heroic in line the last time that they played at the Blast Showdown when he was on Poggers. Damn, uh, he a... had a, a really strong map, so that could uh, eliminate one of their biggest nemeses. Plus, they'd get a lot of fans. Uh, F said Doc is his player to watch, his bold prediction, that is for true. the next year. Ooh. So, yeah, he's Yo, got a fan.
1: You're on to something.
0: You know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, dude, Doc, uh, uh, Doc was actually good. 24 kills on both maps. 1.16 and 1.42 rating versus heroic in those two pogger games in losing maps. So, he, he actually showed. He, he was legit. Like, that was a, good, that was a yep. good game. That was impressive. And a few of those rounds, even Twigger is treated out. Doc was looking like the very best player in the whole server. So, maybe maybe there's a chance
1: that we can get Doc to... Try to commit to playing um That's the yeah. tier one C S, yeah, that would be cool. That's the asterisk, right? Is like we had an interview with him during the showdown where Doc was saying how like, you know, playing playing Counter Strike competitively, uh as an esport career isn't maybe in his cards. You know, he likes hmm. he likes doing what he does, uh streaming, entertaining, um, FPLing. But yeah, if he can have a change in mentality, I think that, that if anything, you know, you got you, a taste, takes, you know, you got a taste. Yeah, you got you like got a taste of it yeah and he did it with loba, who honestly yeah. while we're here. it was good for the hat man? Like, yeah, loba played well, yeah, and, and if it wasn't for Loba and Doc, I don't think poggers on that first map of Mirage look nearly as as you know capable, but you know Loba played a sick game on Mirage, and I think for for all the jokes he probably had to like take qualifying and coming into this uh and all the little jabs from like the the real professional players, you know, props to loba for holding his own
0: dude, he was like. He was finding all those timings, like walking yeah. through smokes. was probably pissing them off so
1: much. Imagine <laughs> and, queuing Mirage into Loa. Smart move. Yeah, well played by him, man. But I, I like where you're going with this Doc thing. I think that if, if, if he is to change mentality and want to compete at a top level, that it's going to take somebody to kind of push him in that direction, right? Uh, he, he does seem kind of like the guy who needs to be under a wing or, or, or convinced in that regard. And who other than blame F? to convince you that that true you know you can do it right like the same way what if you said no (laughs) blame F's gonna bully you exactly in a good way way. like he's gonna he's gonna inspire you to achieve more he's gonna convince you that that you know you're you're wasting your potential i feel like blame f would make a a good uh motivation motivational source for a guy like doc yeah um gonna hang you by your ankles off the balcony yeah slap you upside the head yeah what do you mean
0: you'll learn (laughs) Do you think blame F stays with complexity? Uh I d- I do. I do. I do. I do. Because yep. you got IGL top 6 still performing as usual plus uh you know Jason Lake believes in him. I think he believes in himself and I yep. think you don't have to remove everybody to rebuild everything. So yep. they got the IGL which is huge. A system they understand. Plus he fits the brand a little bit. I feel like the dead on. You know, like it's it's just uh, it's the vibe. It actually made so much sense when it was like, com, you know, configs on the team and rushes on the team, like three muscly dudes, all different sizes, but <laughs> they were they were like they, they they fit the. I fit. I feel like they fit the vibe. You can get protein shake sponsors. You can open yourself up to that whole world
1: because there's no other team that could beat up complexity IRL. Yeah, you bring him out to that that Dallas facility they have next to the Cowboys stadium, and he's gonna look like one of the football players. You know, you can't bring Oboe out to a place like that and have. That was funny, though. That was funny.
0: (laughs) And they put them right beside each other on HLTV photos. Side by side. Uh, On purpose. I'm on to you, HLTV. I know what you're up to. I got an Oboe story. When we were at the Blast London 2000, uh, 2020, 2019 London spring, uh, uh, spring, (laughs) Spring fall finals, (laughs) spring. What is it? Spring series. It was the it was the Blast premier spring. Groups. Groups. that's uh, that's what it was and complexity were there oboe was there as well and uh we had this hotel and like you know it was a really really nice hotel and oboe obviously doesn't go to the gym very much but he's on a team where he's got like a lot of influences to maybe want to start or like whatever because everyone's eating he's just be you know sitting there eating a little bit and all these guys just you know i can't imagine how much blame f just sits there eating beside him constantly so i think that sometimes helps you know with the motivation and Whatever to like rub off on you. So then uh, uh, he starts. So so then I remember I remember Rush came down. And he was like talking about how uh, he saw Obo uh, in the hallway at like two a.m. when he was walking out of his room, and he was like, Obo, what are you doing? And Obo was literally wobbling, walking towards him, like barely could stand up. And Rush was like, Are you okay? What, what time is it, dude? It's like two a.m. He's like, Yeah, I just went to the gym, did some leg day, and so Obo was taking you know past midnight visits to the to the gym to do some squats um and he got caught by rush good thing he didn't he caught him you know what if he fell over in the hallway
1: would never gotten to bed man yeah Uh, i could see i could see it though listen as as a as a scrawny guy myself man i know that it's the after hours at the gym that are the safe you know that's the safe space
0: no judging yeah yeah and and remember everybody everybody is self-conscious in the gym Even the big people. That's literally the number one place. They don't feel bad about it.
1: That's what you're there for, man. Everybody starts somewhere. Get up and grind, gamers. Yeah, yesterday you said tomorrow. Don't let your memes be dreams or your dreams be memes. Mm -hmm. Full focus. Full focus ahead. uh, Fall finals. Okay. We've got Navi, Nip, Vitality, Heroic, Phase, Zach. Astralis Zach. liquid Zach. and big.
0: Insane. That's such a good land. Like, it's gonna be nuts. That's such a quality. There's no, I mean, there's no o3 picks at this land. Let's just say that. So you're gonna pick <laughs> one to watch. There's no well, team I mean, that Astralis don't are say
1: about that ab- to go 0-2, dude. I'm just saying they're losing to Entropic I, as we speak, man. Are they I'm really?
0: Just, yep. Seven to two. <laughs> I I predict the comeback. I predict the comeback.
1: Sure, sure. B O threes will save them.
0: And Tropic were not playing well coming into the major, so that's, that's pretty sick by them. They won their first yeah. few.
1: Yeah, CIS right. teams
0: took a bit of a dip, but... Wait, did they, did they, did they win their last match? Sorry, just, I'm derailing here. Let's see. <laughs> they lost a big. Okay, they lost a big. They lost a big. Yeah. Yeah, but close, yeah That's though. pretty impressive.
1: We've got a favorite and a dark horse to pick dark from group. this group. All right. We're talking fall. So fall finals. Do you want to start? I'm going to make you start. My dark horse
0: is... My dark horse is Vitality by dark is okay. vitality and then
1: uh who i think the favorite is is is, is navi i think that's very fair um i, th- I think as of right now that you know without if only we could watch the major first and then predict this but obviously that, <laughs> that 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 would make predictions a little bit easier uh so no i i think those i think that's like your i think that's your classic pick i think most people would be would be in accordance with you um vitality is a dark horse navi for the favorite Uh, I'll ask you as an addition, if anybody else is in the finals, right? So if, if, if your favorite and your dark horse get there, then it's a Navi nip, excuse me, a Navi vitality finals, uh, at the, at the Royal arena. What's one other team Mo that you think, uh, could, could steal either of those spots. Liquid. Yeah. You know,
0: like the Dren back off. It's such a shame that he's not coaching the major, huh?
1: Mm, Yeah, but he's He's definitely
0: done so so much. I know it sucks.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but why now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm <sighs> no, just kidding. Yeah, couldn't you have time? Uh, no, yeah. He actually tried to. He actually tried to RMR, consider. Dude.
0: No, he tried to consider when the major was going to be. But it, I like mm. it, it. That's so nuts. I, I don't know if I'll ever have the face that day. But um, <laughs> I hope I'm more prepared than Adren
1: was. Yeah, is what it is. It's 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 okay. NACS has survived worse, and we got yeah. Joker Steve. Shout out to Joker Steve.
0: Yeah, we're kind of like the. We're like one of those zombie fighters in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just beat us up constantly. And yeah, we're not really fighting back, but we're not leaving.
1: Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We,
0: just, we literally just stand there. El Kukui. With two, two blue eyes and covered in, covered in our own blood. Bleeding our own blood. Uh, but we're just not leaving the octagon. That's NACS.
1: Not going anywhere. I mean, we're inspired by Brazilian CS. Liquid we're has still, the, the
0: only you You're Brazilian still going to give us
1: qualifier slots. Every we're time. still gonna always
0: have one or two orgs. They'll never <laughs> get rid of us, no matter how much you try, even if we're shit.
1: EG is the only team sticker and team patch that is worth less on the community market than the PGL stickers. <laughs> and the event stickers are always the least expensive, but not oh, if you're EG. Yeah. Oh man. Holy crap, really? Right? Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> that is facts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are there are deeper depths. Didn't they have um, all of, like, they
0: should have more Polish fans, right? So I guess they've got DHA and they've got um, Hades. Any other Polish, I guess all that Polish fans can get around, uh, can get around ants. That's where they're probably focused. Maybe Mihu goes over there too, dude. Who knows? I don't know. Oh but, my gosh.
1: I yeah. don't know. Um, me, my favorite in Dark Horse, I'm going to pick this to contrast so that maybe I can I can hold it over you one day. Favorite has to be Na'Vi. I'm right there. I would agree with you, actually, just Navi and Vitality, but I'm I'm, I'm. Like, I'm they give you a jersey.
0: I'm sorry. I literally took that from you. They did they, give you jerseys. They sent you two jerseys. They sent Yeah.
1: Me. Yeah. They sent, me the, they sent me their original one about a year ago. They didn't ago. even ask Scrawny. They, they just sent him the jersey with his name on it. Dude. That's how you do just, it. It's, you just, just got to pander dox, to the French, you know?
0: Dox your favorite talent and send them <laughs> stuff. Normalize doxing yeah. your favorite talent and sending give, them stuff.
1: Give me more. I mean, you've got that excellent spirit hoodie. And Spirit went on to win the international. Coincidence. I don't know and now, it to do but you things, didn't but. even put Spirit in your pickums. i be, uh, 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 yeah, well,
0: okay, but yeah, well, that's true.
1: What's up with that? I'm going to commit to the dark horse for the fall finals you? being Liquid. We'll get to that in a second. Liquid. I'm I'm <laughs> going to replace the Vitality with the Liquid pick, okay? I, I think that Liquid are riding a good high. I think that you touched on it with Nafly coming into his own here. Um... If if Nav and Fallen really stick the landing for the end of the year, I think that the liquid could be a true dark horse uh, and shock everybody by making a deep run at Fall Finals. Okay, so uh, what about uh, your third and dairy pick? You're gonna my pick my third and dairy. Well, if I couldn't go with Vitality for the sake of it, I think Nip. Yeah, Nip. Uh, Device. You know, Device highly rated here. player at the final major qualifier. We we were not gonna get to see what comes next. Uh, you know. Uh, we can't forget like you know Astralis were 3-0 uh, or excuse me Astralis ran through all those BO1s like like gods to get to the major and and now they're already kind of like faltering um so there's there's like this uncertainty that is that is surrounding a lot of these teams as we wait to see them actually play but yeah i could throw nip up there um if the players don't crack under land pressure but that i think is also applicable to a lot of teams so yeah let's say nip is my 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 third little pin in it cool God, great event. Still have time to get some tickets, just to let you guys know as well. The the Royal Arena, not yet sold out, but you don't want to miss it. You can be there. LAN Experience. LAN experience. If you are only entering the world of Counter-Strike, I promise you that there is nothing more exciting than being in a physical environment with other human beings who are just as passionate about Counter-Strike as you are. When you see the guy four rows down, rip off his Astralis jersey, wave it over his head, and chant who knows what in Viking incantations, you will feel inspired. And you're going to feel alive, more alive than you have in years. Come join us. Fall finals. Blast Royal Arena. There's still some time. Yes. Hug your homies in person, and you're also
0: no one can call you an onliner anymore if you yep. go to a land. You showed you up. You can say, "Yeah, I've been to a land." That's all you have to say. Just don't go into details.
1: Ah, Launders, we move our segment into the bomb has been planted. All right. We like to play games around here. We like to uh, we like to keep things keep things fresh, keep things moving. Today's bomb has been planted, which is a game, of course, we play where we have 40 seconds to take a side on on on. Normally, uh, a hotly contested topic. Today's topic is nade dropping was a good addition to CSGO. What do you want? I'm going to say it was. I will say it was a bad, a horrible idea.
0: Because if you, uh, without nade dropping, you've got pure CS. Okay, MSL approved CS. Without nade dropping, people are spending less money. There's less nades on the floor that are all rolling around. Sometimes they're rolling off the map. With no nades dropping, uh, Alexi B isn't the best IGL on the whole planet. Without nades uh, being dropped on the floor, then uh, the, the strategies just make a little bit more sense. They're more clean. There's more bomb plants that go down. It's easier to take sites. We're helping out the T's who need help on certain maps right now. Dust2 predicted to be the most CT-sided map in the pool with nades dropping. Without nades dropping, Time. it's back to normal. Okay.
1: Your bomb just blew up, <laughs>
0: All
2: right.
1: The reason that nade dropping was a good addition to the game is mm, it immediately adds tactical depth to CSGO inherently when you can upgrade your your layers of communication to plan for pre moments, post moments, retakes, whatever it needs to be. When you can create these stockpiles all around the map while, yes, okay, it's not ideal. Nades can roll around. That can be ameliorated. Okay, that can be improved. We can get there. But what we have right now is a new layer of Counter-Strike. A fundamental change to one of the most important and once upon a time underplayed components of CSGO. Once we know how to truly implement this new nade drop to that next level, and as we all learn about it, your minds will be blown.
0: Okay. Uh... I think you're right, actually. But I love, yep, I love nades. I love extra nades being dropped. I love
2: nades.
0: (laughs) You know, I just, uh, what I wish though is just that it wasn't, since it is a, since it is now, it's not like a, um, since it's, you know, a part of the game that you will use if you have a good team, like in the sense that now it's just part of the game to drop nades in the spawn and it'll only, you know, the way people use them will only get more heightened. I wish it didn't look as messy as the nades, just like, falling on the ground and like rolling around and stuff like yes. that. I wish there was a, a way to organize it. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, do you have like a glowing box and spawn? Like probably not because that's not, that wouldn't fit with the theme. Counter-Strike's a little bit more realistic than that. But some kind of solution that it's, uh, it streamlines getting the nades off your body into an area and allows your teammates to know where to get them as well. As opposed to being like, there's an aid in spawn. Where? I don't see it. What corner? Like, you know what I mean? So yes. it's right now it's a
1: little messy and I'd like for that to be changed. So I I have I have ideas here in terms of uh, improving this experience that kind of touches on it. Uh, For one, I think that there should be I think there should be multiple ways to drop utility uh, in the same way that there are multiple ways to throw your utility. So if you hold right click and release, then it's an underhand grenade. Uh, If you hold right click and then drop. With a utility in your hand, I think that the grenade should be put directly underneath your feet, exactly where you were standing, and should be glued to the ground in terms of like a stationary piece. If a frag grenade blows up nearby, then okay, send it flying or whatever. But it, you should be able to drop things in a static fashion so that they don't roll away. Because every time you drop something, it's going to, you know, interact with the floor and whatever not. So if we can hold right-click to throw grenades differently, we should be able to hold right-click to drop grenades differently. It's a little weird because obviously he pulls the pin and then you drop it. But, you know, th- there, is, there is room here, I think. And on top of that, visually, when we have a, a spectator experience during a match of Counter-Strike, you'll see defuse kits dropped on the ground. And we've had, I can't remember which events still do it, which TOs don't, but we, we have defuse kits sometimes outlined with that like thin blue line around them to see them highlighted off of the floor just so that their colors really stand uh, out. Yes. And I think that, that if your team drops utility, then maybe we could have something like that where well there's um, CL
0: show team equipment value or whatever the hell it is. So yeah, you can can see over people's heads what they have and maybe now you could see uh, on the floor who dropped what as well. just like a white outline.
1: Yep. And especially if things are like, you know, maybe if things are dropped with G, then we don't apply that. But if if as I'm saying, like there's a specific way to drop things in a specific location, then maybe if things are dropped that way, that's where you apply the outline. Because obviously, if you're going through the trouble of dropping it so precisely, then it's intended for a later usage. And uh, yeah, I think Valve should should or CSGO should be should be playing around with things like this because it's an awesome change, but it's obviously not a perfect change. It feels like something that they're like, yeah, let's let's see what this does. And that's great. I think it's I think it's improved Counter Strike. Man, Adapt or die is my mantra when it comes to CS:GO meta shift. Sink or swim, dude. You gotta you gotta play to the game. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful that they'll they'll smooth out the experience. But I know you also love this update, Launders. Thank you for taking yeah, yes. the harder argument.
0: To be honest, there's a there's a lot of ways to poke at it, and so many people had a uh, you know things to say. But uh, I just don't like when people don't think it's overall positive
1: because they're wrong. Yeah. Get them out.
0: Best of the rest.
1: We got a major going on, man. Additional news, yes. That's massive news. We put it in the best of the rest section, but honestly, we could have a a major special episode, really. It was really, I realized, I'm like, hey, intro to the podcast, and we're already talking about the major. (laughs) Because, dude, it's a freaking major. We waited so long, and we finally have one. And I just love, first and foremost, before we dissect it, I love the fact that CS feels alive everybody's talking about Counter-Strike. I woke up at 6.30. I didn't catch the first round of games. Please forgive me. 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. And I knew that there was a stream going on with major gameplay. I launched CSGO. Boom, the stream is embedded in the main menu. I click the watch tab. There's a Pickem challenge. I go on Twitter. There's Pickem predictions. I go to HLTV. There's special daily hype content. Dude, there is so much CS:GO going on right now and it's all because of the major and I'm just happy that as a community we're building hype around this moment, okay? No no trash talk, but like PGL's putting on the event. PGL's not creating this hype. All of the hype that I have seen prior to the major starting was caused by community members and community organizations. And for that, I am so grateful to be a part of CSGO, dude. Best eSport in the goddamn world. Yes, I agree. We are here with a little bit of a video segment. Thanks to the presence of Mad Lions. It's Sounding It Out, brought to you by Scrawny and Launders. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to be running you guys through an episode of Sounding It Out. In Sounding It Out... We're going to test your audio, because without EPOS, there is no power of audio. Here's how it's going to work. We've got six weapons from Counter-Strike, and three sound cues for each weapon. The first sound cue is going to be the sound of you picking up the weapon. I'm going to ask you if you guys can identify what gun it is based on that sound. If you get it right, it's three points. If you get it wrong, then we're going to go ahead with the reload sound. If you can't get the reload sound guessed correctly, you're going down to the one-point option, which is the actual gun shooting. All right, so three points, two points, or one points based on how well you know Counter-Strike's audio. Clear enough? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, fine. that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how good do you think you're going to do?
4: out of ten. Okay,
1: max points.
0: Okay. Nobody's got max points yet. I'm going to bet you're not going to get max. I'll go the I'll other way. I'm gonna <laughs> we'll, bet you're not. Have, okay, we'll have
4: E-Post. we we'll have E-Post. Okay, yeah, yeah yes. that's yeah, true. That's, yeah, that's, the oh, man. that's the advantage. Oh,
0: That's All cheating. All right. All right. So I'm going to play it's... the first sound now. It's the AK. Pulling yeah, up uh, the
1: AK. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. yeah it must be the AK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the AK. All right. It's AK. Three points to kick it off. Done. Yeah. That's we, s- good. we
1: started easy. Okay, guys. We started <laughs> easy.
0: Okay. Got to give you a chance. A little bit harder. Gun number two.
5: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I think it's over. Yeah. yeah, it must be, though. Epos is a little bit too good here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. All right.
1: Okay. All right, to be fair, we said that nobody has ever gotten a perfect score, but we've also only done this with casters, analysts, and hosts. Yes. So uh, okay. m- maybe it's our fault, we man. We only have the power of one. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So three points back-to-back, gentlemen. AK47 into the og. Now things get a little weird. Okay. Huh? That's a That's a
4: pistol. That's Deagle, yeah. I think. No, no, oh, no, no, Can you no, no, get it one Deagle's, more time?
0: Deagle is, like, a bit longer. One more time?
5: Yeah.
4: It's like a Glock uh, or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, look. I think yeah. it's the Deagle, bro. No, 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 Deagle's look. way more off. It's Glock. I think it's Glock oh, oh, or it's something. Not clock, it's I... not Glock, it's not Glock. No, no, it's not Glock, for sure, no. Okay. It makes a <laughs> sound. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one more time? Can you it one more time? Alright, last, oh. last one. Bro, it's a Deagle, for sure, it's a Deagle.
1: Okay, actually, I think it's Deagle. Yeah, let's go, Deagle, as well. Go okay. Are you locking that in? Yeah. Yes.
0: yeah. Okay, dude, you're so lucky. Three for three. You're so lucky. <laughs> three for three. Three for, <laughs> three, no. three, for three. That's right there. That's why you guys win games. That's yeah. why you guys win games.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Gun number four.
4: See, that's a clock. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clock, For sure. Yeah, that's a Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear Can one more time? Can we listen to
3: the so tomorrow?
4: Yeah. Yeah, like the pullback yeah, on a the... Clock. Yeah, a clock. That's a Glock, isn't it? Sure, I have no idea. What you guys tell us? <laughs> yeah, it sounds in. like a clock.
0: It Look, couldn't be a USB, are we what? locking
4: it in? Nah, I don't
1: think so. Okay, then go for the clock. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, yeah, clock. clock. Damn. Damn, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, 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 speed running, boys. <laughs> right, okay. Three for three again. <laughs> Holy shit. Sounds. All right. This episode's going to be incredibly short just because you guys are but so good at this. Yeah, <laughs> we also might set a record, which is good.
0: Okay, three, 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 three. Two weapons left. Next one, you're not getting this. You're not getting this. That's SMG. It's like P ninety or something.
5: Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh, P90. Yeah, Sure. No, no, not MP nine. P ninety.
0: P ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like
5: he
4: he loads the magazine and then yeah. he can hit. Like uh, can you yeah. do it one more time. <laughs> can you play it one more time? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. P ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate you guys.
0: I didn't hear it once. until a long time. Oh my god. No way <laughs> Three points. No Three way points. That. Okay. This is the final one, and if you get this right, you'll have a perfect score. No pressure. Yeah. Oof.
4: Ooh, That's a that heavy does, one. That's a lot of sounds. It's a scout?
5: Oh yeah!
4: Oh yeah, it be. Be. Oh,
5: God. Yeah, <laughs> it play yeah.
4: one more time. I'm uh, play it one
0: down. more time, because you guys seem very confused. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's a scout.
1: Yeah, I think yeah a scout. let's go for the scout. Scout locked in? Yeah. yeah. Goddamn, Mad Lions. Perfect run. Perfect score. Perfect run. <laughs> First time in of history. Sounding but... it out. 18 <laughs> points out of 18 points. Proof of EPOS right here. That's the power of audio. Yeah. Power of audio. <laughs> Listen, Mad Lions, thank you guys for uh, setting the bar incredibly high for whoever has to do this next. Uh, and, and best of luck. Congrats. Let's talk about the major. Okay. Subs. There are subs. We have substitutes. It's a, it's a small talking point, but I think that there's a few very interesting ones. Here's a weird thing about the major. Um, it is still operating within the COVID times. Okay, COVID is a threat, and it exists, and we need to take it seriously. Um, vaccinations have helped us get to this point. You guys know the whole spiel, okay? But we have seen that PGL announced players could and may be disqualified from competing if they test positive for the virus while they're at the event. For that reason, it makes a lot of sense for all of these teams to make the most of that substitute position. Because instead of having to call on your coach to jump into the server, you know, not everybody's Geary. Not everybody can frag out. We've got some interesting subs, man. And I'm going to raise one that I think is actually very, very cool. And that is Vitality signing Body as their substitute. Obviously, Body has played top-tier French CS before, but we've seen him... You know, floating around with Double Pony. Yeah. Now he's got it. It feels like one of the only real subs in the whole thing, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> they got like uh, Pasha biceps on uh, Liquid. Yeah, let's go. I just, why, why would you want to have a situation where people are going to cheer for one of your players to get sick? Yeah, I you know, know. Everybody wants to see Pasha play. Maybe they can
1: bring him in for the show match. Maybe, maybe they can just
0: bring him anyways, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring him along, oh. man. The sub's yeah, got to be bring there. Him.
1: Bring him along. Yes. Let him coach, at least. Ooh, yeah. Because Joker steve got it, not there. Joker no. Steve's yeah, got it. Yeah, what the
0: hell? No offense. <laughs> okay, Joker Steve did beat me in a pug once. He was actually not bad. All right. But uh, but yeah, wouldn't should be kind of a good coach? Plus, he'd look sick like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the photos the from stalk, this event dude. a few years from now would be awesome, like remember that time Pasha was coaching you know what I mean one of those
1: picks? yeah, imagine the Can't pop believe that happened the in real team. life yeah, that would be yeah. sick
0: that's true. <laughs>
1: well, maybe plus we he wouldn't let all those liquid players argue with each other. that's right. he'd be cute. Right. they'd be they'd be they'd be in the gym every morning, I'm sure, yeah. in terms of a lifestyle coach, I think Pasha, yeah, dude, you're onto something yeah. uh a slap in the face, Astralus Bubsky is their substitute. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, like obviously he's their substitute, whether whether he realized it, he was already the substitute. (laughs) Oh, that's that's such a heartbreaker, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I I'm not even sure if I feel bad for him anymore, because I think that this is the future. A lot of people thought was going to happen and it just did happen. So I also thought that Glaive was actually quite clear with the, you know, speaking publicly about the idea that him on the team was going to cause some. Role friction, so yes. you know it's Bubsky's choice to stay on Astralis. Uh, it, he can't actually, uh, he can't actually assume that like things are going to go well. And you can't, no matter what team you're on, things are going to happen. You might get cut for a better player. You know, you might be knocking. Device comes like the most random thing possible. But with Bubsky, I think there was a lot of foreboding signs for him because of the the role problems of device, uh, device, sorry, Dupree, Glave, and himself all doing similar things for the team. So um, it's only going to get worse when Confit comes on the roster. So maybe it's time for Bubski to find a new home.
1: Yeah, if I am Bubsky, I think I'm already looking for one. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, how many times can you emotionally invest yourself into a situation only to kind of like get, get sidelined? I, I feel like that's, a, personally, on a, like my, my mentality, if I'm applying myself to Bubski's situation, I would just be just so discouraged at this point um, that, that I would want out. Uh, I would want out and I would want to have like a Kirby, you know, revenge arc. Uh, I would want to take down astralus a peg or two. Kirby did not have a revenge arc, by nope, the way. but nobody wanted one. He <laughs> wanted one really badly.
0: <laughs> um, Worst decision of his life to leave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you don't listen to this.
1: That's <laughs> well, if you want to play at least, you know, uh, if you want to play at least, then maybe it's time. But uh, NATO safe fix, of course, the substitute of the, of the century. Listed for Copenhagen Flames, who picked up a victory over Astralis this morning. Crazy excited about that one. Virtus.pro didn't even bother putting Sanji as their sub. They, don't, they just left the spot empty. Yeah. Uh, they're I hope they're all in said, on Flit. I hope, I hope would just said no. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he said no. That's the real heartbreaker, man. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk, you know, but Bubsky, as you said, like Glaive made it quite clear that the whole Astralis situation, like I think uh, as to be expected, uh, cutting Sanji right before the event begins. That's just crazy. H- have we ever seen it? Like, I mean, it, putting you on the spot to answer, maybe it's a it's a it's a redundant question, but have we ever seen a team cut a player right before the major start, like day, like make a roster change day before a few days before the major days, actually just yeah. begins? Like what a crazy run like what an it all also win.
0: should have been completely illegal to do it because they were able they changed to change all the, the matchups. the yeah match. that yeah. was so
1: crazy that's actually that should't have been allowed
0: and that's not their fault like they had a they were allowed to do it. it's the rules, but what what the hell are the rules that you can change it? like we have roster restrictions in n a that like prevent you from making roster moves before playoffs begins in like a, 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 a like in uh in pro league and in uh, premier where we we have like no fucking <laughs> players sorry sorry but you know we don't need we don't need roster restrictions yeah. <laughs> we need we need more we need more uh, moves enabled we need more time so this is a situation where I was like okay this, why would you do this like you, you 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 I guess you you put down a penalty for making a move but there should definitely be a hard limit Four days it's crazy yeah. once that
1: schedule hits hltv that's it No more moves yeah at that point it should just be full confirmed I was shocked, actually. I mean, when the roster change itself surprised me, the schedule change surprised me even more. I'd already made my pickums. Damn it! You know, just, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> that, that is when it's official. Excuse me. Yeah, and, what if you uh, stepped
0: away from the PC after you made your
1: pickums? Yeah, you ridiculous. That. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, you gotta you gotta mess around with it. Uh, they took a penalty. Of course, what's crazy is they couldn't, they couldn't have made that roster change throughout the RMRs because if they did, then the subtraction of RMR points may have cost them their spot at the major, right? Because they didn't know where they'd qualify. But once they locked in the major, they did all of the math. They realized, yeah, we could take a hit because we're, what are they going to do? Cut us from the event? (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. And then there goes Sanji, man. It's so brutal, dude. That's some, that's okay. Okay. That's some cutthroat moves from, from VP. That's one of the most brutal roster changes in terms oh. of context and timing that I can think of ever. Uh, and right before the first major on, back. Oh, hit a play just online. But Dude, like since just since destroyed.
0: the last since the, like the last major, right? Destroyed. I don't know. That's horrible.
1: Cutthroat, man. <laughs> VP uh VP's a killer beast. But uh, so no Sanji, uh, no Robin, Roban for phase no, they're, they're changing their coach. major yep can't can't play at the major um one of the one of the one of the coaches that's affected by this obviously no Geary as well for furia so here we have it you know uh not not stunting them i don't think i think luckily for kerrigan uh and for phase by extension it's not like they're they're losing some they're not losing all of their infrastructure in terms of preparation and and uh anti-stratting and and whatever uh i think kerrigan is still very capable of doing it on his own he does the problem all we ha- i remember yeah. we talked to we talked to him once uh, at an overtime show i believe and it was like you know he just felt the fatigue of doing it all on his own for so many events strung together but if this is the one-off i think they're going into it well prepped and i think kerrigan can carry uh the responsibility for one event i don't have any concerns for Faze personally do you
0: nah he's a hard worker and uh he's talked about how much work he does in the past and I don't think uh, Robin would be able to. Roban would be able to even keep up in that regard. So hmm. I think he can help help with. I, and I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know if it's a, like allowed or not. But like all that time, you're not actually a live coaching or whatever. It's he can help him prepare for stuff. I, I don't know if it's it's not even policeable, right? So if any anybody wants to help, you know, a friend prepare for something outside of the game happening, I mean, it's just not much you can do. It's kind of like the idea of trying to tell people they can't communicate online it wasn't even possible to police unless you had all cams on all the time like monitor and disc you know what I mean it's really hard yeah. so um yeah I mean just just for the most part I'm sure Kerrigan's just going to carry the brunt of the work as he's always been doing and maybe he can just get some assistance in another regard he also has Innershine, who's their analyst who's stepping in as coach who will be now the yeah. uh the guy to to lean on
1: that's cool. He still has, you know, he's still not entirely alone. But I, I you know, we, we put more stock in Kerrigan than anybody else, I think. Um, and, and so Faze will be fine, okay? Twists, if you're listening, you're going to be fine. Going to be fine. Bring NA bring, their next major.
0: Bring us the stickers. Uh,
1: oh, the stickers, dude. Oh, the uh, stickers. stickers, okay. man. First of all, before, before we, positives, these are. No positives. The slickest stickers that we have had and i think at least since the dude are they Boston a little small league they are a little small yes yeah 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 yep i True. Made some like you compare them to the e-league with, like, atlantis four. or whatever they're a little bit small it's because they don't have backgrounds that's the thing so some logo sizes uh-huh. are pretty small like the, like the logo size didn't take up the entire space like allotted to it or some some wide uh why made the pgl part of the corner a little bit big and put some space yeah why, right exactly yeah. uh like the heroic one seems very small um the Godsent one is a little too small yeah they could definitely been have been blown up but in terms of the hollow effects dude yeah. i'm talking from like a oh crafting my, point yeah. of view from a from a skin connoisseur type type vibe man these are going to make Wonderful. for some very beautiful skins uh they scratch well also yes. that's a nice little addition if you don't like the black background and the stockholm piece if you scratch
0: the shark sticker, it scratches the top and the bottom off, and then all you get is a shark mouth.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Interesting. The yeah. golds look good. This is one of the first times where the hollow stickers, the purple rarities, are actually better than the foils in every way, in my opinion. No, some of the foils
0: are good. Uh, yeah. the, so, like, the uh, ENCE foil is probably the most impressive sticker that I had. It, for some oh. reason, it just huge and bold and like all the colors look sick and also the uh like pain foils on like black AKs or whatever so super solid and the P the P on the top of the P of the pain yeah. sits on a different part of the AK so it's like looks like it was made for the AK mm. um okay so okay. there's there's a couple there's a couple but yeah some of them are just like the same logo as the original like the vitality one yeah it's like the same it's well, like the same as the original but just slightly better
1: if you look at them in on inspect, the hollows are super clean, but I, I think one of the nicest things about the foil stickers and people always forget about them until they see them in game is that the foils are the only ones alongside the golds that have like a three dimensional, uh, yeah. aspect to it, right? Like it actually pops off your gun. I've seen some people kind of critique that like the hollows blend in almost too much. Yeah. Um, and despite the colors looking awesome, like I do see that, that like they, they kind of get lost in some skins, but with foils, as you're saying, like, you know, with the pain that hits a certain part of the weapon, if you really have that extra layer popping off of the gun, it can make it look really slick. So True. all in all, I think very well done. If you go and look, I, I think there's a very purposeful effect in the hollow color coding. Uh, if you look at the, the likes of like the newest editions, okay, like when we look at the operation, I think these stickers have been developed for quite some time. I, I think there's a lot of thought. Here's my take the the three weapons in the newest mirage collection right we've got new because of riptide we have new collections for the major mirage uh oh man i'm blanking mirage vertigo and ancient no something else as well there's a fourth one point being mirage is the one i want to talk about you've got three weapons there right you've got the desert hydra op you've got the fennec fox desert eagle Um, and I believe there's an MP5 as well that has the same coloring. It's like this red and orange with a, with a light blue touch. And when I saw the, the desert Hydra op, it had that like blue, uh, tongue snake or snake tongue. Uh, I was like, damn, that's a, that's a weird color to add on with the reds and the orange and the yellow, but it actually makes tons of sense ultimately because these new stickers are those exact colors, dude. You couldn't, you couldn't code it any better. It's the most intentional looking combination of these sticker colors with those skin colors that I can think of. And I think you only get that by by Valve planning this ahead of time, dude. So that's my conspiracy. They were ready for this, dude. They were ready. And that means we can add, okay, tangent. We can add this sticker collection to the long list of, in my opinion, positive updates and rapid updates we're working with the shortest time between operations in the last like three four years we've got actual gameplay changes with the operation including the m4 and the grenade swap out we've got a new active map pool right with ancient coming in we have uh now good skin collections good quality of operation missions dude cs is in a better place right now coming out of the pandemic than it has been in the last three years
0: it has dude it's uh very very good so just Relying on PGL to run the major, well, of course, there's yes, going to be some. Uh, there's going to be some tech issues in the beginning of the major. I mean, it shouldn't have to be like that. That shouldn't be the standard. An event like should be good on day one. Uh, you know, of course, we do we do get good events on day one at Blast, and that's why we love Blast and everything. But this should be the standard across the board. Um, but uh, but apart from that, as long as they do even a decent job, like even for TI, I think they really had a lot of production issues. Honestly, the green screen issues, the caster audio. And yet, uh, you know, it was a wonderful experience for the whole Dota community and, um, you know, for myself as well too, to watch it and for the storylines and everything like that. So, uh, you know, as long as they just they do good enough, um, I, I think the community and everything will carry it the rest of the way. It is such a good thing to happen and uh, everyone's coming together around it. I've been having so much fun doing major content um, and I'm going to have so much more content to do with the major and land and everything. So it's great.
1: It's only just started. Man, and, and that's the beauty of this. I think it's a great place to end episode seven of the Push to Talk podcast. Counter-Strike, for as long as it has been around, is coming out of a period and an era that had a lot of uncertainty and a lot of sketchy things happen, um, a lot of heartbreaks and, and, and controversies. But CS feels alive right now. And if you are only joining us right now for your very first major, buckle in because this this road is about to get real wild with lands and crowds around the corner. Uh, Enjoy the show. Enjoy your Pick'em Challenge. And uh, we'll see you guys for the eighth episode soon enough. The monthly podcast. Scrawny and Launders, all thanks to EPOS.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes.
2: I've put a lot of thought into my girlfriend's engagement ring, did all the research, shopped around, and got lots of opinions. At first, I was planning on getting her a lab-created diamond. But after my visit to Shane Company, I changed my mind. I learned that lab-created diamonds have continually dropped in value, whereas natural diamonds have consistently maintained or increased in value over time. And all the diamonds at Shane Company are natural. What's really cool about a natural diamond is is that there is no other diamond in the world like it. It's a natural wonder created by the earth billions of years ago, the oldest and rarest thing you'll ever touch. How romantic is that? And Shane Company's diamonds are conflict-free. They've always sourced their diamonds this way. So for my girlfriend's engagement ring, I chose a one-carat natural diamond for her center stone. It's spectacular, and it's one of a kind, just like she is.
0: Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and shaneco.com Live from a basement in
6: Dubuque, Iowa For I am Costanza, (laughs) Lord of the Idiots 30 minutes from the Field of Dreams and 4 hours from the closest professional sports team on the banks of the Mississippi River it's the Friedman Fantasy Football
1: Show with Matthew Friedman it's Matt Freeman, the Oracle. Who's the Oracle?
5: He's a fantasy football genius, okay? It's no wife, no job, just pure football knowledge. He just licked the hot dog.
6: And now
5: your host, Matthew
6: Friedman.
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Freeman, Matt F. the Oracle. Welcome to my fantasy football show brought to you by Best TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season-long and daily fantasy and sports betting content that you need, including my fantasy football write-ups and all of my NFL sides, totals, and player props. Use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off of your FTN subscription. That is Friedman for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out the show. Subscribe to the the bets TV channel on YouTube and please rate review and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. It is the week nine waiver wire show. And there are some big guys who are probably going to uh, need to be replaced within your lineups this week. In this episode, we're looking at the top running backs and wide receivers on waivers and we're highlighting the top streaming options available at quarterback, tight end and defense. Producer Tom, Thomas Viola, psychic on the controls, connoisseur, pasta, tight end tomato sauce, bully, junkie and long suffering, although now triumphant Jets fan. Uh, Tom, glasses. I don't think you were wearing glasses when we recorded earlier today, although maybe you were and I just did not pay attention.
6: I was not. These are making a debut on the stream here uh been dealing with a little bit of contact trouble. So just said, you know what? I think need to go with the glasses for a couple days.
5: I've never worn contacts before.
6: I swear by them every day. Mm-hmm. Always use them. Uh, I just hate my glasses. But especially lately, doing all this work on the computer, these are like the nice blue light filter ones. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be better for your eyes. So, you know, figure why not?
5: Yeah, I have like an eye issue. I wouldn't say like it's a phobia. I just don't like really touching oh, my, my eye. So, yeah, I don't think I could do the contacts. So anyway, mm-hmm. all right, glasses, glasses. It is Tom waivers. Let's get started. What are we looking at first?
6: Uh, first things first, we are going to look right into the running backs. These aren't necessarily in full order of one to five. So we'll talk about which one is your favorite. But starting right up, we're going with Boston Scott. Jordan Howard matched him for carries, but Nick Sirianni just doesn't like Kenneth Gainwell.
5: (laughs) Yeah, that that seems, that seems accurate. Kenny, Kenny Gainwell, he is stuck in that box of receiving back only, sort of like Naheem Hines in Indianapolis, where Sirianni came from before he joined the Falcons. Boston Scott last week had 12 carries, 60 yards. So he was decent on the ground. Granted, it came against the Lions, but... He was the lead back. He was the guy who was getting the carries early in the game and on the early downs. He had just one target. Now, some of that was a function of the fact that he didn't play all that many snaps because the Eagles were ahead for a lot of the game. A lot of it was that because the Eagles were ahead, they didn't need to throw the ball. So we don't really know if Boston Scott is going to be used all that much in the receiving game. He's been a decent receiver to this point in his career when he's had opportunities. The big thing is, he looks like he's going to be the lead back in this offense. Who knows exactly what that is going to be worth in the future? But they have a pretty decent, a pretty decent matchup this upcoming week against the Chargers. So Boston's got is someone to prioritize.
6: Next up is going to be a little bit of a duo here. Of course, Derrick Henry out for the season. Rest in peace. The Titans season rest in peace. Most fantasy owner seasons and Adrian Peterson has been picked up to replace him. which means that we're going to go with both Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols here. This figures to be a running back by committee situation. Peterson's good, but he's 35. He did run for 600 yards and seven touchdowns
5: last season in Detroit, but again, 35. Yeah. Peterson. He's interesting. Um, He, I think it's still hard to know what to make of him last year on an offense that wasn't good behind an offensive line that wasn't as good as it is now. uh, He still had 3.9 yards per carry. Like that's not, that's not great, but that's, I mean, it's livable. And in the two seasons before that with Washington, he had 4.3 and 4.2 yards per carry. Like he's a middle of the road Grinding between the tackles running back. You know, like he's basically Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry got really injured and decided to play through the injury, that's that's what Adrian Peterson feels like at this point in his career. I don't think he's going to get exactly the Derrick Henry usage. Like he's not going to have 26 carries in a game, but he is going to be the lead back. I think Jeremy McNichols will probably siphon some of the rushing workload that used to go to Derrick Henry. And he's a he's a pretty good receiving back. I think we will see the Titans shift a little bit more towards the passing game. And Jeremy McNichols will be involved in the passing game a little bit more. So like all of the targets that used to go to Derrick Henry, not that there were all that many, but the ones that did go to Derrick Henry will shift over to Jeremy McNichols. Both of those guys become slightly intriguing. I would say McNichols As much as Adrian Peterson is kind of interesting as like the obvious plug and play fill in, McNichols is the guy who I think is a little more intriguing. In that, if Adrian Peterson falters, he's been out of football, maybe it takes him a while really to establish himself within that offense. McNichols has the three down skill set to where he could be I mean, I don't want to say like a league winner, but like he could be a low end RB1, high end RB2 if he actually is able to get the lead back role and keep it. So, I mean, both of them have clear value. McNichols is the guy I think actually has the higher ceiling because he's got that receiving ability.
6: Next up is Carlos Hyde. Oof, I can't believe we're talking about this, but James Robinson has a bruised heel. He could miss some time, and that puts Carlos Hyde next up in the Jags backfield.
5: Yeah, with Robinson missing some of the game this past week, we did see Carlos Hyde get nine carries. Um, I mean, he didn't do much with them. He had 32 yards, but uh, he was given eight. I mean, that's not a... I'm I'm looking at pro football reference. I mean, it's it's accurate. Eight targets. Eight targets. Uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, you know, receiving back, well-rounded guy. Eight targets for six yards, sorry, uh, six receptions. 40 yards receiving. I mean, that kind of usage is actually worthwhile. We just, we have to monitor James Robinson. We don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. If he's going to be out, but uh, Carlos Hyde, if he becomes a starting back with no James Robinson behind him, I mean, he, he really could be a three down guy who has 15, maybe 18, 18 uh, opportunities in a game. And I mean, this upcoming week he's going against Buffalo, so he could turn those 18 opportunities into 18 yards, but still it's someone you have to pay attention to. If he has that kind of workload coming to him.
6: Next up is Mark Ingram back with the saints. He looked like a man who it was Shawshank redemption. That's what it looked like. He was, he was Andy Dufresne out in the rain after escaping the prison. That is the Houston Texans. And, he actually got 29% of the snaps for six carries and two targets. It was only 52 yards, but now all of a sudden with Jameis Winston out, Taysom Hill is going to be in at quarterback. And that means that this just became the new Baltimore Ravens run heavy offense.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny sort of like the, the back and forth, uh, you know, uh, Mark Ingram left, went to Baltimore, Latavius Murray replaced him in, in New Orleans. Now, uh, you know, Latavius Murray is in Baltimore and, Uh, Mark Ingram is back in New Orleans. Um, I don't know exactly. I mean, Tom, as you mentioned, this could be with Taysom Hill, at quarterback, a very run heavy offense. I still don't know if that means Mark Ingram will get much more usage than what we saw out of him this past week. Uh, I think around the 10 touch per game mark is probably where they want to use him. But, you know, in an offense that is uh, going against Atlanta. This week, that can still result in, uh, you know, like 50 to 60 yards and a touchdown, maybe two, if they're just piling it on. So Ingram, I, I mean, I just, I can't believe it. I, I don't want Ingram on my team. I, like, I'm not really going to be prioritizing him because I think he has a relatively low ceiling, but he does have something of an elevated floor. And, you know, that's, that's not nothing, especially in a matchup against the Falcons. And last but not least
6: on running backs, worth maybe in a deeper league, a speculative ad here. Jarrett Patterson, he actually outtouched Antonio Gibson this week, despite only playing 24% of the snaps.
5: Yeah, Patterson is he's someone to consider because Washington is getting near that point in the season where they don't have much to play for. Like they are, I, I don't think like mathematically eliminated from the wild card spot, but like they're not contending for it. And if they get to the point where clearly they are out of it, it would make sense, I think, to shut down Antonio Gibson. And if that happens, Patterson really could could be a guy that gets some serious action. And he was a good runner in college at Buffalo. Wasn't much of a receiver. I say much of a receiver. He wasn't at all a receiver. But, I mean, he's gotten the occasional target here or there. And that doesn't really matter so much. Like you're just looking for a guy in Patterson who might be able to get, let's say 10 to 14 carries in a game and give you some production. That's the type of player that he is uh, in terms of like how you should value him for fantasy. And I mean, he's got a shot within the upcoming weeks of being someone who gets regular usage in your lineup.
6: Over at the wide receiver position, This honestly surprised me. Devontae Parker is available in 80% of NFL.com leagues, 75% of Yahoo, and 45% of ESPN. He's missed a few weeks with injury, and the Dolphins' passing attack was bad. But now the two is throwing better. Parker came back and had an 8-for-85 stat line versus the Bills. And that was against the Bills, where now he's going to head to Houston. That's a good matchup.
5: Yeah, it is a good matchup. Uh, he's someone. If you're in one of these leagues, he's someone who needs to be prioritized because five games, forty-three targets. Uh, I mean, that that's pretty good. A lar- 11, 11 targets last week with eight receptions. Uh, Eleven targets. That's I mean, that's more than Stefan Diggs is getting, right? Uh, I mean, more than DeAndre Hopkins is getting. Like, not to say that he's in the category of those guys, but he's getting the usage that you would want to see out of a number one wide receiver and going against the Texans. He could look like a number one wide receiver this week. He does have, as we've seen in his previous seasons, that peak potential to have massive performances. And often those performances come against teams that are really bad. So with Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback, instead of Brissett. Uh, we have seen a little more of an aerial Dolphins offense. I think Tua, even though he didn't play great last week, the couple of games before that, he was i mean—he was a pretty serviceable passer. This looks like a great spot for Devontae Parker, and he's got potential in the games after that too. Uh, Baltimore isn't what they have been. The New York Jets, uh, their pass defense is still very vulnerable. Devontae Parker is someone to prioritize. I don't think even if you are just hurting at wide receiver, but to prioritize in general because of the target, the target share that he's gotten, and because of the the string of matchups he has coming up.
6: Cole Beasley also had really solid usage, leading the Bills with 13 targets against Miami. He turned that into 10 catches for 110 yards. He's been very boomer bust, but he's flexible.
5: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's got the Jags, the Jets, and the Colts all coming up. Those are three of the worst pass defenses in the league. So he certainly has functionality. He has 13 targets last week, nine targets the week before that. As you mentioned, he is very boomer bust. He's he's had this dichotomy of having a lot of usage, like you know, at least nine targets in a game or almost no usage, you know, four or fewer targets. In each game. So you never really know what you're going to get out of Cole Beasley. But I, I mean, in matchups like this, again, the Jags, the Jets, and the Colts, those are his next three games. I mean, yeah, he is a wide receiver three or a flex option, certainly during the bye weeks.
6: The next one up replacing Calvin Ridley is going to be hard for a lot of people, including the Falcons. Surprisingly, Russell Gage didn't have a single target this week. Tajay Sharp has been the guy stepping up and getting some of the Ridley usage.
5: Ah, uh, I know. I know. We have to we have to talk about him. I just I can't. I can't do it. Uh I, I can't I like I'm not going to I will be placing no bids on him. I have to say that. Like he should be rostered, but he should be rostered on someone else's team. I just I don't want to have any part to do with him. I think that Falcons offense is going to be running through Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, and then Russell Gage. I think Gage will still be used ahead of Tajay Sharp. Maybe I will be wrong. Even if I'm wrong, I don't think that will matter. I just, I do not believe that Tajay Sharp is going to make a significant enough of a difference for you to believe that you can put him in your starting lineup in any given week coming up. So, again, Tajay sharp. He should be rostered. People should be bidding on him. I just won't be bidding on him.
6: Hey, so, so
5: I, I'm with you
6: there. Like someone has to, someone has to decide, you know what? No.
5: Someone has to take out the trash every day. Okay. That's just, it's not going to be me.
6: Exactly. All right. Jamal Agnew is next up on our list. He had 12 targets in the Jags blowout loss this week, turned him into a six for 38 and one stat line. The Jags offense is bad, but his usage has been consistent. He's really taken
5: over for DJ shark. Yeah. I, I really like Jamal Agnew and it's weird. Uh, you know, normally you wouldn't be super excited about a guy who was just learning how to play wide receiver last year during the pandemic, but he's got potential like we we know the explosiveness that he has and that just this year he already has two return touchdowns we know that he has that return skill set overall because we've seen him we've seen him return touchdowns in previous years so he is a, a you know quote unquote playmaker um, you know i think what people wanted Tavon Austin to be back in the day Jamal Agnew has a little bit of that and in his three games as you know an actual an actual receiver, like a a, a composite part of that of that Jags offense, he's been used like much more than I think anyone would have anticipated. The team shifted Lavisca Chenault from the slot into the perimeter. Jamal Agnew is now playing as the full time slot guy, and in, in his three games as the full time slot guy, he has seven six. And 12 targets. That is, I mean, you know, for a guy who was a backup just a month ago to have 8.3 targets per game, like that's pretty good. He's not, I'll just say, he's not doing a lot with those targets, but, you know, 5.7 receptions per game, 52 yards receiving per game, added touchdown in there. Like that's, that's something you can live with. During the bye weeks, especially in a PPR league, especially when that guy also has a chance of getting a kick return touchdown, so i I really like I really like Jamal Agnew. I'm going to be higher on him than most people. In a
6: normal league, would you say that would you say that individual players should get credit for kick return touchdowns or defense special teams?
5: Who's supposed to get those points? Both. Both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, and so in DFS, that's why there's so much benefit to stacking a wide receiver like Tyree Hill. Like if you're in a situation, Tyree kill with the Kansas city chiefs defense, gotcha. you know, that way you get double dip. Interesting.
6: Okay. I don't know the league I play in. We never did that, but just didn't know that was a thing. All right. Van Jefferson, the van down by the river is finally getting his comeuppance. He's got 13 targets over the last two games, and he's been playing more time in the slot and the red zone. Plus, Deshaun Jackson's reportedly being shopped, so Jefferson should be in the clear wide receiver three role.
5: Yeah, and it's not just playing more uh, or uh, running more routes or getting more targets. He's playing more snaps, 94% of the snaps in week seven, 84% of the snaps in week eight. So he, I mean, he's the guy, he's, he's the full-time number three wide receiver at this point and the volumes coming along with it and in a passing offense, that prolific. Yeah. I mean, Van Jefferson should be rostered. Um, it feels like every week this guy's getting either like 60 yards at least or a touchdown, which is frustrating as a Van Jefferson fader, but. Whatever, the the guy's getting it done. He should be rostered.
6: Now, moving on to quarterback, there's one name that you knew was going to be on this list, Taysom Hill. When he was a starter last season, he was a top 10 quarterback almost every week, averaging between 17 and 24 fantasy points in standard scoring. Whoever gets this guy gets a quality quarterback for the rest of the season.
5: Yeah, he's uh, a locked-in, low-end QB1 as soon as he clears the concussion protocol. Um, you know, he's, he's not just streamable. He's, I mean, it's not as if he's the replacement, um, Trey Lance, right? Because people would have hoped that Trey Lance would have a higher ceiling, but I mean, he could give you something pretty close to what people were hoping Trey Lance would be able to give them. So for everyone who, you know, drafted Trey Lance. It didn't work out. Maybe Trey Lance at some point becomes the starter again, but I am mean, Taysom Hill. I, I think he's the guy that you go for. We've seen what he did last year; pretty good production for a guy who was an injury fill-in. Had the offense totally changed to suit him, so that general offense. I mean, it's it's in the playbook. Like it, we really haven't seen it, but it's in the playbook. It's going to be pretty run heavy which suits Taysom Hill's skill set very well. I, I love it. I I love the idea of getting to see Taysom Hill for the final eight games of the year and having him be a league winner type of player as someone he can pick up on waivers right now.
6: As a Russell Wilson drafter, I really hope that I end up getting him because I, I need a quarterback and this would be the answer to my prayers. Yeah. At right, a tight end, we've got another guy who might really not so much a streaming option, just a guy worth picking up, Pat Fryermuth. 78% of snaps for the Steelers and their win over the Browns. And he's basically taken over for Eric Ebron, who is A out with a hamstring injury and B on the trade block.
5: Yeah, so um the Steelers were on by in week seven, but in Fryermuth, two past games, seven targets and seven targets. Um, I mean, he's he's getting pretty decent usage, especially for a guy who's a rookie tight end. So we should see him start to, start to be involved increasingly in that offense as the season progresses. And last week, he played a season high 58 snaps the week before that, or the two weeks before that, but the game before that, before the bye, a season high 45 snaps. So he is increasingly being used within this offense with Eric Ebron out Ebron on the trade block. Uh, Even if Ebron isn't traded, I don't think it matters. And even eventually when Ebron comes back, I don't think it matters. Uh, Like Ebron wasn't being used anyway. Fryermuth is the clear number one pass catching tight end for the Steelers with Juju Smith Schuster out with James Washington, basically a decoy. Friar could actually have some decent usage coming his way and the seven targets he had last week and the game before that. I think that's actually pretty consistent usage. And last
6: but not least, on the defensive side of the ball, the top pickup, it's the Colts, not just because you're going to get them this week against the Jets, but you're also going to get them next week against the Jaguars, even no. though beware Mike White, the goat coming to town on Thursday night.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I guess you have to start someone uh, against Mike White uh, at some point in your life if you're doing fantasy football right. Um, yeah, it's it's a, a string of good matchups that they have coming up. They are weakest in pass defense, um, but against the Jets, against the Jags, I'm not sure how much that is going to matter, having the opportunity to go against a backup and then a rookie quarterback coached by Urban Meyer. Uh, That just seems uh, like something that's a little too good to be true. So the Colts, uh, I think this week, out of the teams that are likely to be on waivers, they are the one to target for the purposes of streaming.
6: All right. Well, that is going to do it for our waiver wire segment. Matt, where can people find all of the great stuff that you're putting out each and every day?
5: You can find all of the hashtag content at FTN Network. On Friday, I publish the Fantasy Football Breakdown on Thursday, the Best Bets article on Tuesday, the Fantasy Football Rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. All throughout the week in the FTN Bets Tracker, I am putting in my NFL sides, totals, and player props. And on Twitter, on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, and on FTN, you can see daily episodes of the Freeman Fantasy Football Show and the Degenerate Sports Betting Show. And always use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off at FTN. All right. That is the show. You can find me and Tommy B on Twitter at Matt F the Oracle and TV at work. Thanks for joining us and see you next episode.
2: fill this pickup at BP with Amico Ultimate. We'll go up to 25 miles further per tank on the highway than with regular fuel. Up to 25 miles? Yep, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. I just said. We're gonna make it! (sighs) Drive up to 25 miles further per tank with Amico Ultimate with Invigorate. Available at BP and Amico stations. Based on median difference between 93 octane Amico Ultimate and 87 octane minimum detergent E10 fuels in late model full-size half-ton pickup trucks using EPA highway driving cycle. Assumes 100% of fuel in tank will be used. Results will vary based on what you drive, how you drive, and other factors. Right
1: our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store.